Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Welcome to the Mount Geekboard Podcast, your favorite podcast where we talk, argue, and discuss your favorite uh, top four, Mount Rushmore, if you will, of your favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject is favorite uh, movie westerns. Uh, so uh, I am Larry Signs. With me as usual is Jeff. Hey. And we got Dave. Howdy. And we, today we got a special guest. Manny is back in the house. He's back. Hello. hello. Manny, Manny, you got you to gotta really gotcha. get closer gotta, get, get closer to that mic. Oh, yeah, just like that. Got mm. it, got it like that. Yeah. Ooh. Chupa. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got to really... Are you breaking things? You got to really... Uh-huh. Does that have an on and off switch? Does that one have an on and off switch? Just to make sure. <laughs> All right, making sure I want to make sure because I know one of these did on red. Yeah, yeah, that was good. All right, there we go. I can hear him. All right, so uh, with that said, um, yeah, we're gonna do westerns today. Uh, I don't really know how we. First of all, we the core of us have been off for like two months. It's yeah, been like two months since we posted an episode. We uh, po- Geekmore posted an episode last week. However, it was not with the core group of us with Dave and Jeff. Uh, so now we are back. Scheduling has been a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea how we came up with the western thing because it went from the gangster thing to it western was mentioned and then it suddenly switched to all right let's do westerns well now i don't rightly remember but i seem to recall that nary fucking do this (laughs) i said i said i said he's not foghorn leghorn (laughs) that's what he fucking sounded like (laughs) i thought he was going for the whole uh southern he's a chicken hawk (laughs) i ain't no chicken hawk (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, uh no nary and i had talked about doing a western one uh, a couple couple years back, because I've always been like an old school Western guy. What? And uh, yeah, it's surprising. And then when when Neri, I guess, first started to get into uh, Westerns outside of the, the few that you knew, uh, we discussed doing this. But this is going back like maybe two years, yeah, three yeah. years. I forgot. And then I remember thinking to myself when the Irishman came out back in December, I was like, oh, maybe we should do a mobster one and we could use the Irishman as a as a quote-unquote excuse like mm-hmm. oh irishman came out that brought us to talk about mobster movies and i don't know how we got to western so we, we're here we're here yeah. we're yeah. this is where we're at uh how did how did you guys go about selecting uh your mountain jeff so i'm i'm actually very happy one thing i want to mention before we start this is i was never really into westerns besides a specific few that i watched on loop um my grandfather was never really into it my dad was never really into it um so this gave me the opportunity because dave is mentally the age of my grandfather um he has a large collection so i was able to watch a lot of movies (laughs) pre-1992 that of westerns that i hadn't seen and i ended up really getting into it that my wife was exhausted at the fact of how many westerns i was watching and i was really into it and talking to people about it like have you seen this john wayne film blah 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 it's amazing and they're like bro yeah it came out 70 years ago <laughs> you know but it's it really opened it up so um well i'm happy to oblige pilgrim <laughs> I, i'm gonna fucking punch you I swear <laughs> God. um so i kind of 
I'm surprised because there's still one movie that I from my OG list, but most of the other ones are classic movies that I had never even thought of seeing or mm-hmm. considered seeing, and 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 there's so many like this this it's crazy how good old westerns were that this mountain could have been at least 10 10 to 12 movies oh easily without a problem for me and i would have been happy with any any arrangement Mm -hmm. but i just kind of went with ones that really stood out to me because i could have really put any plugged in like i said at least 12 movies into my top four Mm. all right uh for me growing up uh westerns were always uh, something that was present uh, both my my father and my grandfather are really into westerns. Uh, they're really big Clint Eastwood fans, so that was kind of what I was used to. And sometime, uh, like right around the time that I graduated college, uh, towards the end of college or something like that, uh, I started to really get into John Wayne. And um, as as we all did during college years. Well, I, I took I, I took a couple I, I took a couple film. You never courses. hear that college from college students. You know, it's towards the end of my college career that I really got into John Wayne. Like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, you, you do. To, yeah, you, you do. Yeah. From from people that graduated in 1968. Yeah. <laughs> you heard about this John Wayne guy? Yeah, you heard about he's going places. <laughs> uh, so this yeah, Watergate I, scandal is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that Nixon ain't going to be around for very long. <laughs> uh, so I, I you know, started branching off and seeing other kinds of Westerns. But um, really, I kind of gravitated towards that, like, Clint Eastwood-style spaghetti Western, uh, the revisionist Western of, like, the, the, the 70s. And uh, I did kind of like Jeff did, and I kind of expanded and tried to see more Westerns that I hadn't seen. A, a lot of older stuff, uh, some newer stuff. And uh, I was very very surprised uh we'll, we'll talk about some of the ones that i hadn't seen before but really i think um think just thinking about my list only one of the ones that i started out with on my list stayed so um that's how i made it manny i tried to go a little off topic with this one not in the not in the fact that they're not westerns but not your typical western i tried to find new er and new age westerns in a way that might not go back to like what an, a classic western would be mm. so i kind of limited myself in the not going into the john wayne the clint eastwood and stuff like that but stuff that maybe back then wouldn't be considered a western but today is okay okay it's interesting i uh so i i had a couple like i said i had watched a few westerns uh from a couple years ago and a couple years ago i was that guy that i was like oh i'm not really into westerns and i would just say that because i really hadn't watched enough uh but for the last couple years since dave and i talked about this topic you know being a possibility i started watching more and more and I, I want to say maybe eight or nine westerns in the last couple of years. And I was like, I, I, out of those eight or nine, I was like, I really like westerns. I'm like really into westerns now. Um, and then in the last two or three weeks since we decided to do this topic, it's been uh, to give you the fair, the actual count of how many movies I've seen. Uh, one, two, three. Nothing quite like dead air. Yeah, I know. I was like medium. Twenty nine. Wow. So I'm at that's twenty. Where, that's where you bring the harmonica. In. So I'm at twenty nine. <laughs> I'm at twenty nine uh, westerns that I've seen, and all of them within uh, the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them that I saw back in December that I was doing a specific director's 
uh, filmography, mm-hmm. and I and I saw it in December. So, I, but for the most part, I've seen all the, the other twenty seven in the last couple I, of weeks. I will say that us deciding a month ago that we were going to do it on this date and we had a specific topic in mind and we knew you know how long we had yeah because to the listener usually we we know even if we know when we're going to record we a lot of times don't know the topic until like maybe two days prior to us recording so mm-hmm. when we do a mountain even when it's movies it's basically what we've already seen once you decide the topic we mm-hmm. usually don't have this much research time available right and, and so i i I really like doing it this way. Uh, I don't like having this much time in between episodes, but uh, but having this amount of time to prepare and 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 watch and and rewatch movies, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree. But so I I became more of a fan. Um, I will say uh, I I had seen what I thought was old. Like I had it like maybe nineteen seventies. Mm-hmm. To me, that's an old movie, right? Um, but now I've seen a few from the fifties. And a few from the '60s, and you can see how the style has changed and, and progressed. I, the only self-made um, uh, restriction that I put on myself is that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to include westerns that were movies that took place in a time period of the old west, but didn't have anything to do with cowboys. Does that make? I don't know. If that makes Dances sense. Dances of the Wolves. And there's another one specifically uh, okay. that I wanted to take out of the uh, out of uh, immediately out of contention, only because I wanted to give myself more room. Last of the Mohicans? Uh, no, no. It's uh, well, if we must talk about it, uh, the assassination of Jesse James. Oh yeah, all right. Assassination of Jesse James, uh, to me, cinematically, is the best film that I saw out of mm-hmm. all the twenty nine. It's, it's a, I liked it. It's yeah. f- to me, it's a it's a flat out masterpiece. However, it's not exactly what I think of when I think of western. I don't really yeah. think of assassination of jesse james it's the, it's really the whole if you guys for those of you who haven't seen the movie it's really the the story of pretty much the last year of jesse james's life played by brad mm-hmm. pitt and it's them from their last train robbery to them hiding out and the paranoia that takes place or whatever but the, really that's not really a western what i would consider i i get it yeah. it's a western logan is a western i would say but i don't really think of Logan when I think of westerns what one of the first ones that came to mind for me is the treasure of the Sierra Madre of course which is that was my second that thing that came to mind. the first thing that, that I thought it's, of. it's always listed among it was the Goonies and then that one, <laughs> that one right? yeah. it's uh it's 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 commonly referred to as a western and like IMDB has it listed as a western uh Rotten Tomatoes has it listed as a western but it takes place in the mid 1920s and uh to me that's so close to the period that is no longer considered a western because the western ranges from like the the mid 19th century to the early 20th century so what once you kind of start introducing things like you know cars you start to move into modernity and it becomes a little bit more difficult to think of it as a western for me right I just took those two movies out of contention, Dances with Wolves and Assassination, because that's n- like uh, I was telling uh, Jeff. Jeff was like, "Oh, I don't really, cause I don't really see those as westerns because they're more about civil war." Right. And I agree with that completely. They take place in the West, right. but one of them is about a civil war, and then the other one's more about. Uh, uh, I would put that more of a gangster movie than anything else. Assassination, well, but you know. and and like well, we were talking about it on the way over here, Sergeant Rutledge, which I, I can mention right. because that's not you said that's not on your mountain, right. but so he had me watch Sergeant Rutledge, which is a great movie. It takes place in the West, 
but it's more of a courtroom uh it's more of a courtroom it's a court, like drama drama like, murder mystery all but they've got the apache in, in a western got, right you know uh blanket if right. you will a serape <laughs> that's the second time you've said that in What's the last that? hour. Smallpox blanket? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Smallpox. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. Um, all right. So uh, let's go to our number four. With the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. All right. Uh, number four. Uh, Jeff, what do you got for number four, buddy? All right, um, I'm I'm gonna pull the trigger. <laughs> get it, Western. <laughs> um, I'm actually gonna say for a few dollars more mm. from 1956. Um, movie man. So I will preface this with the fact that I never watched any of the Man with No Name trilogy before. I knew the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I knew Fistful of Dollars. I had never seen any of them prior to this. I knew the references because of Back to the Future and stuff like that, but I had never watched it. To me, this is the best one out of the trilogy. Um, I, to me, and I told Dave this that to me the good and the bad and the ugly might have been the weakest of the three. And I agree. And it for a few dollars more. Than I know near you, you like this one too, right? I, I love this one. I I saw I started the trilogy last year. Um, so I saw the first one, which is Fistful of Dollars, and wasn't a big fan of it. I was like, oh boy, okay, it's one of those. <laughs> Quote, quote <laughs> classics that everybody has to speak highly of and god forbid you fucking critique it but then dave told me all the ins and outs of the movie of the making of the movie that made it when it was yo jimbo uh when that well he just right. explained I did mention that he <laughs> did mention that but he mentioned the fact the way the director made the movie that it was all the reason why it was dubbed because everybody was speaking different languages there was right. you know, multiple languages being spoken during the filming of the, and then and uh so when he told me all of that and how clint eastwood basically ad-libbed uh, a lot of his lines right. uh, in ADR and additional uh, dialogue recordings. I was like, "Oh, okay." So th- I, it explains why the it felt off the whole time. Right. And then I watched uh, for a few dollars more, and I was fucking. I was like, "Holy shit! This movie's fuck!" Like it's from the great. jump, I yeah. was like, "This movie's fucking amazing." So I told uh, Dave this, and he goes, "I like." I think a fistful of dollars more, and I was like, I don't, "This is not even close to me." It wasn't even close. Then you saw it. Fast forward a year later, Jeff, you saw it. You and I are having the same exact conversation that me and Dave were having, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm not fucking crazy. Then <laughs> I'm fine." And then when you saw, I never saw a good, bad, and the ugly. Because Dave told me it's not as good as the other ones, and I'm like, if it's not as good as the other one, I really don't want to go backwards. Now I I will say this: as far as like craft, like if you want to take it as like film as art, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I think, right. is superior to the others. But as far as um, like the enjoyability of a movie, I will agree that for a few dollars more and uh, fistful of dollars. Far superior well, to the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have never rewatched the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Whereas and, Fistful yeah. of Dollars, I've rewatched a couple times. Well, and for a few dollars more. So this was 1965. This was the second movie. I had read about it that apparently they had already they had asked Clint Eastwood to star in this next one. Mm-hmm. He said, "I haven't seen the first one yet." <laughs> so, and they didn't have an Amer- an English cut for it at that time so they got an italian version because i guess he can speak italian or he understood enough italian and they gave it to him and he screened it at um at one of the studios for some of his friends and stuff like that saw it called them and said okay i'll do the next one i'll work Mm. with that director again 
Um, and um, I even I even after the you know fact that he stole it, like you told us for, right. from you, Jimbo. Yeah. But um, what I love about this movie is that it's not just about him. One, he actually has a name in this one. He's he's not the man with no name. He calls himself Monco. Right in the movie, and but do, do you know what Monko is? Left-handed, right? And, yeah, and, so uh, and it's, it's not really a name; it's like a nickname. He, but he, yeah, but he uses it. No the whole fucking name, especially when it comes to westerns. No, it's all like, good slingers don't have yeah, real fucking names. Right. Hey, lefty. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But he was but, like, "Hey, what's up, Slim?" But he yeah. technically has a name. He technically yeah. does. Well, and he, and he's got one in uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He's got one in all of them because the uh, the the bell ringer in the original one calls him Joe. Oh. But hey, what's up, Joe? Doesn't know the guy's yeah, name. He like just strolled into town, <laughs> just like Lefty, right? And they call him Blondie in the third one, you know. But they're not they're not his name. But and the the fight like the fight like he had it that fight he has Christian given his Christian yeah. name that fight that he has in the bar where he just uses his left hand and oh, the whole so his awesome. right hand's on his gun the whole time slapping him the whole time yeah. that's a great fight but but <laughs> the fact that you bring in uh, Lee Van Cleef Lee Van Cleef right? uh, yeah Lee Van Cleef yeah Van Cleef he He's as so as um, Colonel Ma- 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 Mustard. Ma- no, yeah. No. Thanks for running. Wait. Mortimer. Put a mustard Colonel in Mortimer. It was as, as the other <laughs> with a Winchester. So you've got him as the other bounty hunter going after Lindio. Yeah. And what I love is their interactions with each other. That you know they're completely different types of bounty hunters going after the same thing. And like how they, he's like, let's work together. No, let's work together. No. All right, let's work together. No. But like just back and forth. And then the fact that El Indio. Is such a flawed bad guy. He's a compelling villain, man. Yeah, because he's having these flashbacks mm-hmm. of the murder he committed, and I mean, I don't know. You know more about that time period than I do, but he he let sparks up a, a joint and starts smoking that shit mm-hmm. in the movie. I don't know if that was done in that time period. We like, yeah, like that. Yeah, we was done in the sixties. <laughs> well, that, yeah, but I'm on film. There's a lot 1860s? Of, yeah, but, but no, but I'm saying there's a lot of tropes on film, especially during that time of certain right. things that they wouldn't show. Yeah, and, and film. Uh, Leone was bucking a lot of those traditions. Even the way that he shot um, shooting <laughs> was was different. Typically, you, you wouldn't see people firing the gun and killing the person in the same shot. You would see like a medium shot of the guy firing the gun and then it would cut to the person dying. So when Leone was shooting a fistful of dollars and Eastwood saw the way that this was going down, he told him like, listen, um, not sure the way they do it here in Italy, but I'm going to let you know because you're wanting to distribute this in an American market. The way they do it in America is not like this. Right. You never actually see John Wayne shoot the guy. And he says, you're not John Wayne. <laughs> right. So, uh, like, he was doing all sorts of stuff that had not been done before. Yeah. Which would go on to influence all the Westerns that came after it. And and the other thing that I love about this movie is that, and sli- slight spoilers ahead, but the last gunfight doesn't really involve Clint Eastwood. It's Colonel Mortimer mm-hmm. and El Indio. It's not Eastwood. And he, he just sit back, he sits back and just sets the scene for them but he 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 says he knows this is something that has to be between the two of them right and i'm not going to say why but that but they still give him his moment at the end with when he's loading every all the the bodies onto the cart Mm -hmm. and he does that one thing that i don't want to spoil it in case anybody goes to watch it but that one last line where he's doing the thing and you know what i'm talking about like it, it i just love that everybody got their moment in the movie and 
you have a villain that is compelling. It's not just that eight, that stereotypical villain of he's much better you know, as El Indio than he was as Ramon. Right. He he's like me, and I and I'll say this movie because I'm pretty sure somebody may have this other movie on the mountain, but it's the same actor, mm-hmm. Gene, like like a Gene Hackman in Quick and the Dead. Okay. That I loved him as the bad guy in the Quick and the Dead because he was that smartass, but he also had a story behind him. It wasn't as compelling as El Indio, but it's not just that stereotypical. Oh, he's just the baddie. Mm-hmm. He rapes women and does this and that. No, there's there's substance to him. Right, and and that's what I loved about it. So I out of those three, uh, for a few dollars more, I I just fucking love that movie. I absolutely dug that movie. The movie was dope. Awesome, yeah, I agree. Man. I'd rewatch it again. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did. Uh, Dave, what's your number four? My number four is Winchester 73. Fantastic. Um, Winchester, yeah, go ahead, talk about it. So Win- Winchester 73 uh, was the second Jimmy Stewart Western that I had ever seen. Um because the first one was The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And when I saw that, I was like, I had never seen Jimmy Stewart in a Western before. And I fucking loved it. Like, okay, well, I got to watch this one because it came very highly recommended by the people at Google, right? So I watched the movie and I was like, holy fuck, I have never seen a revenge story told in the way that this movie tells it. Because right from the get-go, you know that he's hunting someone down. And little by little... The whole story of why he's hunting this guy down is revealed to you, but it's not revealed to you because you're following this guy on his revenge story. You're following the one of a thousand Winchester 73 rifles that's stolen from him by the guy that he's hunting. So you're following his story by following the Winchester rifle. And it's a brilliant way to tell this story, right? You can have the greatest story in the world, but if you're not telling it right... You got nothing. And it tells the story brilliantly. And Jimmy Stewart actually pulls off some like really mean looking scenes here where he gets rough with uh with even like a woman. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck? Like this it's weird for Jimmy Stewart. And I I absolutely loved it. There's there's a good amount of action for uh for a movie in the fifties. You wouldn't think, okay, well there's you know, this much action in there beautiful cinematography there's some great shots it is in black and white but you see these great shots of uh you know the monument valley and it's it's really really great uh his best friend in that movie who was also uh i believe in the movie uh the gunfighter with uh with gregory peck does a fantastic job of being that guy who's like hey listen Keep your mind focused. You know what it is that you want to do. Don't lose track. And he kind of puts this idea of once you've gotten your revenge, right? Once vengeance is served. I don't think he was in a gunfighter. No, it wasn't him? No. Mm-hmm. Looks a lot like him. Uh, what are you trying to say? All guys in black and white look the same? I thought I knew you. That's a colorist, sir. That's a colorist, sir. I thought I knew you. Once you've had your revenge, what then? Like, what are you going to do? And he has him think about this, and like he just flat out says, like, I got no idea. This is the only thing that I've been thinking about for the last couple of years. And then the final shootout is really great. Like, there's it's it's there's almost no music. And it's all you hear is just the shots of their footsteps on on the sand and on the rock, 
and gunshots over and over and over again and it's really really great right up until you know one guy falls to his death after being shot you know it's, that was the greatest yeah, it's, it's, ah, it's awesome. <laughs> so um yeah winchester 73 man i i really really like it if you're looking for something that is an old school western not starring john wayne not directed by john ford this is a really good one. I, I really loved it. I love that op- the opening where you had like even just a little bit of hey it's um it was why uh, yeah Wyatt Earp it was Wyatt Earp them <laughs> yeah in Dodge City I'm like holy fuck Wyatt Earp was a sheriff in Dodge right. City <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it just the gun for the the shootout that they had for the for the Winchester mm. how that played out was great I love the idea of you're like you said you follow the gun not necessarily his character it's mm-hmm. the gun. That you're getting this whole backstory, ultimately getting tied in at the end back to him, right? But it, it's 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 that we were making that joke in the chat about you know the guns the villain and that, right. but it was kind of <laughs> like in, in gun, uh, Winchester Four, you know the reckoning, <laughs> but it was kind of that like the, the guns the main character, yeah. It's everybody else are side characters to that character, yeah. I, well, and and you you really do see how. Uh, you know, in true traditional Western fashion, the bad guy always gets his comeuppance. Um, you know, and not not just being the bad guy, but like the guy that was the coward. You know, that ran away from his fiance when uh, the the Indian attack started. You know, you could you could see in her eyes like you're not the man I thought you were. Right. You know, you were gonna leave me here to be. You know, God knows what was gonna happen to me. Boom. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- there was no coming back from that. That I, I like that that guy died. Fuck that guy. I gotta be honest with you. He almost came back from that, though. He apologized for it. He was like, he he acknowledged what happened, and she was like, "Eh, all right. Yeah, but she she knew it was gonna happen again. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, the fact that it did happen again, but uh, he didn't. He died going out, not trying to be, not trying to be a punk. Not for nothing. All right. Not for nothing. Gotta give him props. He he tried to make amends. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love this movie a lot. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is one of those movies where, um, I like. I know it's weird to say this because when you watch, you find when you start watching so many westerns that a lot of them are very long movies, mm-hmm. very long films, and you start realizing that there's a reason for that. This is not that movie. This movie is an hour and a half long because mm-hmm. in 1950, that's it. That's all they could fucking public can take is an hour, an hour and a half, and that that's all that's all there was. Um, or you had the opposite. Where you had these epic, like three and a half hour long movies with like a ten minute intermission. Yeah. Uh, but there, there was nothing in between. There was no two hours. Yeah. You know, it was like you said. So then, I, but this movie, I feel as if the story is so good, mm-hmm. and it's the way it's told is very different than what's even happened now. Then you know, it's been ninety years since, right? Fifty nineteen. It came out in nineteen fifty. From nineteen fifty to no, nineteen fifty three. So we're looking at fifty. We're looking. At, I mean, it's, it's sixty like, years, sixty something yeah. years. Um, and so I haven't seen that before. Uh, and I would love a modern day remake. Not a modern day in the sense of like in based the movie in 2020 i'm talking about a modern day western go out make a western um i don't i made this comment to dave before and then he was like who would you cast i'm like i have no idea to be honest with you because mm-hmm. even the westerns that are the most up the most up-to-date westerns star people that i would never think of starring and they all do a great job so i, I don't know who i would cast maybe this. brad pitt uh yeah you know he he's done westerns before so he yeah. could do them again i don't know army hammer would be a good fit too 
Oh, Army well, Hammer. He was, he was but, the Lone Ranger. He was. But you know, people with acting ability would be better. But I just like the story, and I want to see it be told. I want to see it fleshed out. There are things that I would love to see, like when you talked about the aforementioned somebody falls to their death, like you don't see the reaction from the person. You that that has to be. There has to be another scene in there. You know, I would rather have the reason. I disagree with you in the sense of you get told the reason why slowly but surely. You don't. You get told to it all at once at the end, right before the confrontation by his best friend, by by um, this guy's no, best friend. I, I disagree because there's, there's little hints that are dropped uh, about how long he's known him. Then... Uh, but that how long he's known him literally comes a minute and a half before the guy tells him. Uh, and then... Before the guy tells the girl remember she finds the photograph, the photograph. at the cabin and but then that's like a five minutes before like i'm telling you it all happened within the third act it's no. all within the third act the only thing you find out in the first act is that they the, the same man taught them to shoot that right. is it everything else act two nothing about their history except for the fact that he's been chasing him for a long time that doesn't tell right. you why well to be to be fair Neither Jimmy Stewart nor nor the bad guy are in most of Act Two, right? Because it's following the rifle. No, Act Two is he's still doing the shootout with the Indians. He's still doing the whole thing. I remember most most of it. Oh, that's right. There's the shootout with the Indians, but uh, but it's following. By the way, the other if, guy. if you are into political correctness, don't don't watch any old western. Oh, don't no, watch, no, don't watch. No. They're so especially <laughs> True Grit, the original Jeez. one. Oh my God, it's <laughs> like uh, they're called Native Americans, sir. Uh, it's like no, no, not in this time period. Apparently, they're uh, not even Indians; they're Indians. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Red folk. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, uh, we get it, Peter Pan. Take it easy. Um, but I would have rather. I want to see. I would have. I would have loved to have seen the. Ex- explanation of who he who they are mm-hmm. to each other in a in a flashback they don't have that in 1950 okay. i would have now i want like i'm like i'm trying to speak it into existence i want that fucking remake so fucking bad because i think it's it would be an amazing yeah i, I think it, it's one of those things where it could benefit from not just technology because technology is technology but that story is so good that it would benefit from letting it breathe more yeah. and i'm but i'm really i really dug that fucking they can movie. modernize it and make it like tech nine yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Glock nineteen, yeah. Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I just oh, there's only there's only five billion of these made. Wow, let's see who makes this one. <laughs> uh, but I think it'll be fantastic. I think I just I'm a real I, I'm a real fan of this movie. Uh, I'm glad this is the movie that saved the 1950s for me. Okay, because up until this point, I had seen uh, like everything that I had seen that was pre. 1959 pre-1960 okay. oh my goodness sorry uh <laughs> wow that was god that my bluetooth is, is assigned to my phone yeah so yeah ow um we're sorry uh, listeners yeah that was loud now you know i haven't heard my own ringtone in years because my phone is always on silent and i forget that's how long it's been that i, I, had, I can tell that song that with that song <laughs> it's now, been 10 years it's been yeah. that, that ringtone um, he got that off LimeWire. <laughs> it was bear share, sir. Napster. Napster. It was bear share, sir. No, bear share something else. <laughs> now. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I just, I would really, lo- I love this movie a lot. I think it would really benefit from a remake. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Uh, generally, I, I'm not a yeah, let's do a remake thing. But 
I mean, but it's only for that reason. It's not because I want to see it in color, and it's not because I want to see with new technology. It's none of that. I just mm-hmm. want to see that same story fleshed out. That's it. That's really what I want. Because I want more of that story. I just want to mm-hmm. see it fleshed out. That's the only reason. I'm not trying to like. I'm not. But you, a lot of times, I'm. You know, I could. I could tell you, I'm not the guy who's against, who's anti remakes for the sake of being anti remakes. But I was. I've always said, if you can, if a movie could be remade with better technology, I think it, it, it would. If it could benefit from better technology, I think it should be remade. This is not one of those movies. It really is just about. Updating it, uh, updating it with yeah. a, you know, and fleshing out the story. That's really but I, I, uh, I actually have to disagree on one thing. There, I think that a western that shows you the frontier, like that, doesn't take place in uh, like frontier towns or forts or something like that, definitely benefits from color because you get to see. All these bro, incredibly see color, majestic bro. colors. I don't see color, man. I <laughs> see people are people. I don't see color. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, Manny? All right. My number four is going to be a little mix of sci-fi and western. Oh, my God. Is it Cowboys? Oh, please, 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 please. Oh, oh, my yes. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. I was going to say this is a joke for my number three. <laughs> <laughs> This is my number four. Oh my god, somebody picked this. I thought you beat Neary. I thought Neary was gonna yeah. put this on picture. Nope, nope. I mean oh you my got god. Daniel Craig, you yeah. got Harrison Ford, you got Olivia oh. Wilde. She's so hot. She's, she, very she's hot. so hot. She's so hot. This movie In is such movie. hot caca. <laughs> Combining. But it's it's so bad it's good. Is it though? I think yes. so. Yes, it is. I think so. He picked yes, Cowboys versus Aliens versus number. Neary <laughs> <laughs> was away from. All right. Uh, no, you know. To be honest with you, uh, it's a fun, fun movie. It's a fun man. movie, dude. I rewatched it. <laughs> uh, I had see, I saw it in theaters for the first time. So did I. And, and then um, I rewatched it because I watched. I bought and watched the documentary series of Robert Rodriguez, where he's di- where he's uh, interviewing mm-hmm. other directors, and one of them is John Favreau. And he talked about that movie. Well, he talked about every movie he made and that he directed. And then I thought, I'll, I'll rewatch it. And it, it was fun. It was a fun movie. Yeah. I, you know, I I like the uh, like it's the better mist- than Wild Wild West. Oh, oh I mean, I don't want to I don't want to spoil your number three. I don't know. <laughs> number one. I I like the mystery aspect of like um, who exactly is Daniel Craig? Wild Wild West had exactly. two better songs on the soundtrack than Cowboys vs Alien did. But here's here's my issue, the, my issue my only issue with Cowboy vs Aliens is that after I saw it, right, it was made. I talked to another comic, <laughs> and he had seen it, and he was like, I don't know. I go, what? He goes, every fucking line, the only line that, that Daniel Craig has is, I don't. know. No, <laughs> and it's I, and then I went back to watch, and I can't get that fucking I can't shake it out of my head. Every line that 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 Daniel Craig has is I don't know what's your name. I don't know where are you from. I don't know. Like he just, <laughs> and he delivers it the same fucking way each time because and I'm like, he can't hey. do an American accent. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really bad. Yeah, his, his new one in Knives Out is just pretty. It's bad. it's terrible. It's, it's bad. almost as bad as Lo- uh, Logan Lucky. Ooh, that one was bad that too. one was bad. So. Uh, uh, which one was it? So it was Cowboys versus Aliens. Cowboys it's versus yeah, aliens. I, you know, it's, I, I it's, can't knock the pick. It's so it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. It's it's like you said. It's it is a horrible, horrible movie. But <laughs> I d- I don't oh, think it's no. a horrible movie. Wow. Uh, it was fun. It was I don't think it's. I don't think it's a horrible movie. I mean, honestly, the, the defense rests. Listen, the, <laughs> is it, a horrible movie? it it managed to combine two of the biggest. 
genres things genres of the fifties, which is sci-fi B movies and westerns, and they did it well. And, and it, to me, it's, it's <laughs> to me it's a love letter well to enough. those things, well enough. right? Well, John, John Favreau clearly likes these things, and he's like, let me make something that no one has thought to. Make I just before. I think if um, you know they they were if they were to pick a better actor than Daniel Craig, because that I don't know. And again, it was only when somebody else brought it to my attention. I di- I'm not going to pretend and sit here and be like, oh, I didn't catch it the first time I saw the movie. My friend told me about it. He's a comic. We laughed, you know, because we nitpick and we make fun of shit. Mm-hmm. And But ever since the glass was shattered on that, I'm like, I can't unsee it now. I and so go back and watch it now. Now, I, like, it's just every fucking line. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and it, it brings up one of the greatest memories I had because we did, him and I did a road trip to LA together to go perform out in LA. And when I come out of the shop, like he took a shower first and when I came out of the shower the, the you know the, the glass is all fucked up mm-hmm. he had written I don't know <laughs> in the fucking mirror but he wrote it before I got in there like it wasn't like he snuck into the fuck he wrote it and then it cleared up and so when it fucking fucked up again it was I don't know and I lost my fucking shit laughing so it brings up one but I like the movie's a fun movie dude yeah, it's not it's I feel like I have to rewatch this because I, I saw this once in the theater it was a fun it was a fun yeah, movie I'm surprised again, that you of all people who likes these like B movies I love B movies because they know that they're not trying to I make think, a I think this one is too. I think, I don't think, I think it it's is. very I think, I think aware. Trying to take I think he legit seriously. tried to take it seriously. I think he tried to take it serious, but I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think a lot of times, especially when we get into certain like these mountains, where it's like if it's not critically acclaimed, it's shit. It's like, well, not really. I mean, there's oh, no. also movies just to be fucking fun. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I gotta be honest with you I almost had two comedies uh, on my list and the only reason I didn't is because it's I, I'm it, personal taste I pre- even as a professional comedian I prefer badassery over comedy like yeah. I don't like we've talked about this with martial arts movies where I'm a bigger fan of Jet Li than I am of Jackie Chan because I don't like that fucking tomfoolery of him oh my hand hurts oh fuck you <laughs> oh fuck you you're a badass shut the fuck up you, you know what I mean that's, I like the I like the badass over we the have to do the, that one the clown yeah, yeah. I would love to yeah, do that's that's yeah, yeah, yeah. he put a bad out there for Jackie Chan not on my mountain. <laughs> He's not allowed anywhere in my fucking park that looks at the fucking air. Hey, just to let mountain. you know, Neri, Eatmon 4 came out, so you could do Eatmon, Eatmon 2, Eatmon 3. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. Um, so, uh, I, I don't laughing? think it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad, I don't think Cowboys and Aliens is a no, bad pick. I, I think it's yeah. a fun pick, man. Mm-hmm. It's a fun pick. But, <laughs> what's your number? <laughs> Diego had fucking Wild Wild West he as did. number four. So He did. He did. But it's Diego. He also had Pong. For video games. And Cobra. And Cobra. So, you know, there's that. Um, hey, I will defend Cobra. Uh, you shouldn't, though. I, <laughs> shouldn't. I, I, didn't, I didn't put it on my mountain. Yeah. And but he put I, it as his number three, and he put Rocky Four as his number four. So that, we're going to Something go wrong there. Yeah. Something wrong there. Uh, one of these things is not like the other. Um, all right. It's time. You know what, man? I'm just going to go for it. Uh, this is my, my toughest pick because I had uh, so many that I loved. But uh, I'm going to go with the shootest. Table. table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like taking it off so that I can yeah. talk about something else. A fellow I mean, sucker, I, huh? I, I already tabled it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about it, so I'm gonna switch because I'm 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 trying to keep one of each actor. Okay. Because oh. I was gonna put two John Wayne movies. How, very, how very David of you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, to overthink your list. So I know. Much. No, I've a scr- look how many scratches out I've done. Oh, you already, you already, you already. You know what? Maybe I'll change. Maybe I'll change mine. So no, it's no, no. You already. He dicho. Caso cerrado. All right. So number four is Neri. I was watching out at a clinic today. <laughs> uh, 
So is there more beer? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Oh, thank you. You get me one too, please? So, uh, all right. So, number fours are for a few dollars more Winchester 73, uh, Cowboys versus Aliens, and Shootist. Nice. Uh, do me, f- don't put the, don't put the, yeah, because the dogs are going to come and trip it over. Just put okay. it there. It's okay. fine. You're fine. Um, and all right. So, number three, what's uh, your number three, Jeffrey? All right. I'm going to pull the trigger. Uh, number three is going to be Tombstone. Um, Boring. Oh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you are a piece of garbage, man. Tombstone. I honestly um, didn't fucking table it, so I'm not the only one. But not, uh, hang, uh, hang uh, on uh, a uh, second. Uh, hang on a second. <laughs> the, re- the reason I did not table is because I knew it was going to be. Uh, what does that make it? Th- how does it make a difference? It, because it freed, I knew he was going to have the shooters, but I still had mine. I still put it, it on there. It freed me up to ha- put another movie on my mountain. And since he would liked- you ha- would you have would you have freed up would you have left shooters off? No, no, because it doesn't matter if it's good enough. You're gonna keep it on your list. It doesn't matter how many people have it. That's the point. Listen, I love Tombstone. Okay, and you're a hater. Yeah. You love Tombstone it for other awesome. reasons. I understand. You love it because you watch that movie with your grandfather over and over. So that's understandable. You have a personal okay. connection to a film. I get it. Who, who who hasn't watched a movie? Who hasn't watched Cowboys versus Aliens with their grandfather? We all watch <laughs> those movies. That we have some sentimental value with the movies. I I mine was uh, da- uh, Debbie Does Dallas. That's the one I watched <laughs> with my grandfather over and over again. I no, so you got to use the Western grip for that one. <laughs> See, uh, <laughs> um, so the thing is, tomb- so Tombstone was one of those westerns. Wait, that- do, Maggie, oh, wait. do you have Tombstone in your list? Table. Okay. Ah, okay. All right. Well, fuck you, Neary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there you what go. Was, what was that shit you talking? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Well, he also picked Cowboys versus Aliens, which you defended. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have it both ways. Uh, David, I'm gonna win somehow, and that's what, a Neary. <laughs> what's, your, what's your three, David? Uh, my number three is the Gunfighter. Uh no. Wow. It was gonna be it's it was gonna be either gunfighter or shooter. That's I, my and, thing and, too. And I flipped the coin and uh, well proverbial coin in my head. And uh yeah. <laughs> yeah, was it did you actually flip a coin? Yeah. I, I just saw the gunfighter like two hours ago. I just finished it two hours ago. I, I saw it earlier today. Fucking and great. The, I, I'm the one that told you to get this movie. Well, here's here's the thing. Because I had Googled Best Western. I thought not, I'm surprised he didn't have it. Not the hotel chain. I didn't Google best westerns. The hotel chain. I googled (laughs) top. I was doing the same thing, and I was like, okay, I have to put best western movies. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) All right. So the reason why I stumbled upon the gunfighter because I had never even heard about it until I saw the shootist a couple weeks ago. I saw the shootist, and then talking about. I talked about the gunfighter a couple weeks ago. I brought it to your. I I you said yeah, but he doesn't pay attention to you. No, I remember this exactly. So I had seen the shootist and read up everything that I could watched every interview that I could about the shootist because I loved it so much and something that I found out as I'm sure we all have found out now is that John Wayne was initially offered the role of Jimmy Ringo he turned it down because at the time the uh, the gunfighter was at uh, 20th Century Fox Right, and he had some long-standing feud with one of the the you know big wigs there at Fox. So he turned it down. Fox sold it to some other studio, uh, uh, Paramount maybe, and then it ended up with Gregory Peck being the lead. It still shows us. 
20th Century Fox, by the way. Okay, so then maybe it was the but other. But no, I'm saying like it may, I'm just saying like throughout the years, it, it, it mm-hmm. when, when the movie finishes, it says a 20th Century Fox production. All right, so then it, so then it ended up at Fox, and right. then he had a feud with you know whatever other studio it was. So um, he always regretted turning down the role because once he saw the finished product, it was like, well, fuck, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the the shoot is. You, you can clearly see a lot of similarities there. I, the gunfighter, to me, is... I think it's a remake of The Shootist. Well, it came out before The Shootist. The, shoot, the, the, gunfi- the, gun the gunfighter came first. out in right, 1950. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that's what I meant. I oh, meant The, the Shootist is a gun... Is, 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 uh, I think in a lot of ways, it's it's the same story, but the, the outlook and the tone of the movie, yeah. totally different. Um... And we're going to talk about the shootist, so I don't want to talk too much about the shootist while talking about this, but you kind of have to. After I watched the gun, I I texted uh, Dave after we, I watched the gun the gunfighter today, and that's the you same conversation. Today? Didn't we watch? Didn't no, we? I you saw it today. The, we all saw it today. Oh, the gunfighter! I'm again confusing it for the fucking shooter. So when no, when you, no, I told you to watch the shooters. Yeah. when you and I told you to watch yeah. the shooters. <laughs> when Google told me. So here's he, he literally <laughs> at one point goes, uh, Dave rated it really high. I'm like, yeah, so does everybody on Google. Everybody that's on Google. Rates <laughs> Everyone really, who has yeah. seen it. Thinks yeah, it's awesome. Right. So, um, when you told me, "Hey, do you have the gunfighter?" What I figured had happened was I told Jeff to watch the shootist. He told you to watch the shootist. You all read up about the shootist after watching it and realized that it's kind of like the gunfighter. Have we never met? <laughs> do you not know that I don't read? Yeah, do you not know. I, I mean, like, is this not a so, thing? So that's that's was, why he, I thought he, you were he talking about from it. his book club to be able to read this. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, no, man. But I really. That's why I told you I've always wanted uh, to see it. Always being the last two weeks, right? Right. So, um, well, I only so I, I looked up, I googled top uh, movie westerns, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, best movie westerns, whatever, and I, and then this came up high on on, and it, the description it gave, the synopsis I gave, I go, man, this is really fucking interesting. This yeah. is before I saw the shootist, mm-hmm. so I go, man, this is really a fucking interesting take on on the western or whatever, like dealing with fame and dealing with all that i'm like that's fucking really great so i asked you do you have it and you said no and i'm like i'm really fucking disappointed i thought you would really have it up there mm-hmm. but it's yeah well, i haven't bought a movie at full price on itunes in uh in years what do you call full price whatever the list price is that's not on sale like if, if it's not because here's the thing i just bought assassination of jesse james but it was 12.99 that's full price that's full See, price. F- to me full price is 14.99 <laughs> not not all movies are fourteen ninety nine because there's some movies price. that are nine ninety nine. That's full price for right. the nine ninety nine movie. <laughs> so the the gunfighter I checked it if on it's pr- four ninety nine. That's a different story. Right. I checked it on the price tracker app that I have. It's never gone below fourteen. No, it was twelve ninety nine. It was twelve ninety nine. Right. It's like you know what? I'm just gonna pull the trigger. I'm gonna buy this because I really want to watch it. And I'm so glad that I did. It's it's such a cool movie. Like Neri says, it's such a cool concept. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm with you. It's so similar in most ways to the shootest that I was like, one of both are not gonna be. It on really my, is on like an up- I think it's just like a remake. But it, but it and feels we'll, like that. And and Dave brought up some good points. We were talking about it that when we talk about the shootest. Yeah, we'll be able to we'll talk about it more, but it, it's it's a very it's a very pessimistic view on what fame can do to someone, particularly um infamy. Because he something. wanted that fame throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. You hear those stories, and his his partner tells him, you know, yeah, the marshal's like, I, you know, you you left to 
do this. This is what you wanted to do. You basically you laid in your bed now. You know you made your bed now. Sleep in it. When when they're having that conversation about how it was that Mark left that life of you know gunslinging and became a sheriff. He's like, but you know they just accepted you when you came to this town because we've seen him go through two towns and immediately he's recognized. Right. Uh, he says. I wasn't as well known as you. Right. You know, he stopped at some point. He said, I've had enough. And and he gives us, without a whole lot of detail, a really gruesome story yeah. that would change anyone. Yeah. And and that was his wake-up call. Ringo never had that wake-up call until, unfortunately, too late. And so he can't enjoy his family. And now that he wants it, it's it's much too late and what makes it even sadder to me than the shootest is that there was hope there was hope there, that that maybe i mean and we knew watching this movie it has to end with him there's dying. not going to be hope there's it has to end with him dying but for him right there the was character hope. there was hope you know he I says I, I'll, I'll, I'll come i'll dying. come back in a year i, I didn't think it had to end with oh him i did I absolutely had, yeah i was absolutely. watching it knowing it had to end oh with I, I i knew it was gonna only because it was made in 1950 i was like they don't know how they they weren't tropes back then it wasn't they, a trope yet. It was, this was but what you know what I mean. They, it's what set the. It's what set up the. Like, you know. Also, like franchises, film series weren't a thing back right. then. And out of all the movies, there was no. There was no and, and I think that this is why you can trust a movie to make the right creative decision on what should happen to a character back then, because they're not looking to make a sequel that's going. To I mean, make they still could have made a junior gunfighter. Well, Jimmy's still out there. Yeah. That's true, but um, let's do it now, guys. Yeah. But and, and I love <laughs> the, the thing is as and as compared to the shootest, the way that this one ends, it's more of uh, now the curse is yours yeah. versus, and we'll talk about the other one. Yeah. But he basically is like, now you're cursed. Enjoy it. I'm. This is. I could do this to make it quick and easy for you, but I'm not because you are a coward. This is what you're gonna get. Right. But one of my favorite scenes. Funny wise, that were in any of the movies we saw was actually from this movie, and it's when he's in the marshal's office after he. Oh, that the, scene's fantastic. when he locks up the guy, yeah. and then that old lady comes in with all the other women in black, <laughs> and they're like, "What are you doing?" And he's there, and the marshal's not there because the marshal went to make sure the guy left town, and he's like, uh, and she's like. What are you gonna? We're waiting for the marshal to find out what he's gonna do with that murderer. That's and it's him, <laughs> and there and the marshal comes in and plays it off. Yeah, and is like, so what would you have us do? What? How about you, sir? What do you think? And like he talks, and then it's like, oh well, I think that's that's agreeable. What do you think, Ringo? Is that agreeable? And then you see her go, yes, is that a? And then you see her realize, Ringo. and she just walks <laughs> out. It, it was one of the funniest things I had fucking seen. Yeah. Just that five minutes of that scene were mm -hmm. fucking fantastic. It, it's a great movie. But then you also see how, like, you know, yeah, he's become, you know, the the fastest gun in the West. He's the one to beat. But then there's also, like, you know, there's the there's the truth, and there's the legend. And another movie that I saw uh, leading up to this, the the um, the man who shot Liberty Valance, kind of deals with that a lot. Where uh, the best line in that movie is when uh, this is this is the West, when the truth becomes legend, you print the legend, mm -hmm. and and that's what he had become because the the man who wanted to kill him for murdering his son, he never shot his son. He was never anywhere near the city where his son was shot he'd never visited that place yet him being jimmy ringo 
he was the one who shot the kid. Mm. Like like how uh, that woman had said, Miss Pennyfeather. She's like, oh, you know, killed fifty men. He was like, it's much closer to fifteen than fifty. Right. You know it. That's 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 his curse, and he and was it's going defending to be the curse because he was like, going to be the curse of this kid. Well, and he was defending it because he was like. I counted. I, I, I'm, I would know. I've counted. It's not fifty. It's like, you know. And they were arguing mm-hmm. with him. And he's like, "I'm the one that did it. It's me. Like, why are you fighting with me about this? I know it's, and it's the curse. Like you said, it's the curse that this kid now has. Yeah. Um. But it's an amazing movie. Amazing movie. And to to see at the very end his his wife and his son, uh, be like proud of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, despite all the the bad blood between him and his wife you know they knew who he had become and what he wanted to share with them what the potential was in the future they had already buried the hatchet that was in the past so it it didn't matter what had happened before he was a good man then right so one fun fact before we move on the so his mustache in the movie, I had mm-hmm. read about this because I was reading about yeah. <laughs> all these movies. I I love because there's all those weird, crazy Hollywood stories in their background. So apparently, the head of the studio did not want him to have a mustache, but they wanted him to have a mustache. The head of the studio had left for a trip. They had started filming with him with the mustache. The guy came back, but they had filmed so much already that they were stuck with it. So the gunslinger didn't do well in the box office. So one time, the, the head of the studio of the mustache. No, well, no, well, but the head of the, <laughs> but stepping on the joke, the head of the studio walked up, walked up to him one day and said, "Your mustache cost us millions." Uh-huh. <laughs> like straight up told him it was your mustache's fault that this movie didn't do well. That's a lot of money too, because considering the movies were five cents each. Yeah, <laughs> millions is a lot of fucking viewership. Millions, millions. But yeah, that's oh, an amazing gunfighter. Gunfighter, right? Uh, Manny. Manny. My number three is gonna be Desperado. Oh wow! <laughs> we actually we discussed this. I think it was Nary said, "Hey, does Desperado count as a western?" Oh, fucking absolutely, it does. I, I, I don't think I that was me. BFF. Oh, think maybe it was, was you. I, no, we were Desperado is absolutely oh, a western. You and I was the person that picked it. it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a. Yeah, I would never question this Prado as a. As a yeah. I think it's a legitimate western. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. It's right. totally a western. Yeah, it was. It was really hard for me to pick from the Mexico trilogy as it is. Yeah, um, mariachi is. And mariachi was really good, but I feel like that's too low budget. Is I can't. It suffers I, from the low budget. Holy crap! I tried watching mariachi probably three months ago, four months ago, and I got through half an hour, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" I just could. I was pulling my hair out figuratively because I don't have any. But uh, yeah, no. no Desperado was far. But away once upon a time in Mexico is. It's good, but it's great, it's not man. Desperado. Good. No, Desperado's the best out but of that trilogy. What I was trying to what I was trying to pick with Desperado was that it's that lone gunslinger, right, wronged by a man trying to get revenge, right, who eventually finds his posse, right, and Salma Hayek. That was that was second film, yeah, second. And so. this was the uh, that was the birth of Machete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it. Once upon a time in Mexico, I felt like went a little off the Mexican. I mean, not in the Mexican, but the Western uh, train, and yeah. went more into like Michael Bay explosions. Yeah, um, I agree with you. But Desperado still had that Western Western feel, right? Right. It went. They, it's him chasing down the man who killed his lover, mm-hmm. right? And he did anything he could to get 
that revenge that he needed until and it that he's haunted by the ghosts of his past and mm-hmm. everything like that and that's that's, why that's that opening of that movie still yes. one of my favorite openings in a movie just that when that in the bar the and he started that is one so of the best Bro, I fucking love that song. Yeah, it's in my it's in my music library. Yeah, it's when, it's, when you realize what he's carrying around. Yeah, <laughs> in yes. the guitar case. I love Chief awesome. and setting up the fucking the legend. Oh you know, yeah, the fucking yeah, it's great. And then that whole bar fight, that whole bar fight was fucking great. Yeah, and and then when the other two guys joined him, the guys the fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking. That's right. It is. And then that rocket launcher becomes a remote control bomb. <laughs> briefcase thing in Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, fucking great. Yeah. No, but that movie, that it's it's totally a Western and I fucking loved it. I, I think I watched that movie way younger than I should have been watching oh, it and same. enjoyed it. I've, I've probably seen that movie 10 or 15 times. Yeah. It's great. No, I haven't seen it that much, but love that movie. There were certain movies growing up that I watched on loop. Mm-hmm. Hence why we'll talk about Tombstone later. Okay. But, um... <laughs> That's that's one that's one of them. Desperados. That's a great pick, man. I love yeah. that. Great pick. I I enjoyed the movie. Mikey and I used to watch that all the time Dude, together. Yeah. yeah. I just realized you didn't do the number uh, three a, thing. He was oh. the one who showed me it first. Oh, was he? That's why. That's why. Well, oh, he's I, the one who showed me. <laughs> I forgot that I didn't do a number three intro. Do you want to silence and then you can edit it in? I guess. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. Alright. Uh so yeah, that's a good pick, man. That's a, I, I like uh I like this broad a lot. Hold on, let me just write down that. Alright. Mm. Uh my number three is the Django Unchained. Mm. The D me. is silent. I don't know how to do that without the D. Uh, <laughs> to me, it's all about the D. Uh, when he was upside down, yeah, it was clearly oh my. A slapping naked, him in the face. It was clearly a naked baby hanging around yeah. his waist. Uh, Watch <laughs> out! There's a snake. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Uh, that's the black snake moan. Listen. Um, so the Jaguar Chain, man. I've watched. I mean, it's my favorite Tarantino movie, uh, which is saying a lot because I love them all. But I love Tarant. I love the Django m- the most. Um, the Django the, Django the most. The most. Uh, I love this movie uh, so much. It's fucking everything. Talk about perfect villain. Uh, oh, so, yeah. so good. So good. How um, he didn't win for that one? It's absurd. Absurd. That's why he won for the Revenant. For the bear fucking. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. It's whatever. It was rape, sir. It was not consensual. How do you know? Uh, do you speak bear? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, yeah. I go to South Beach all the time. I speak. <laughs> uh, no, I I love the Django. Perfect villain. The best villain. Uh, uh, Chris Christopher Watts in this movie to me is. Uh, his finest work I know I know Everybody likes him In, uh, in Glorious Bastards Glorious Bastards Nobody said anything But I the Jan- What he did in Django I was like So fucking good I kept waiting for Like the other shoe To drop with him in Django Like Man he, he was villain? Yeah I was like But he but he's a bad guy But he's bad right Just and then because was, I'm a bad was, guy Doesn't was, mean I'm a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> He was so Thanks, good I'm like I That movie ended I'm like I love Christoph Waltz Yeah I never I saw this movie before In Glorious Bastards I don't know if it came out before uh, No it came out It was the one that Immediately was it followed yeah. yeah So I didn't see this movie I didn't see In Glorious Bastards Until years later So I saw Django first I saw Django in theaters mm. And I So I didn't know him as a bad guy So I I 
immediately bought it, bought it that he was a good guy. I yeah. was like, yeah, it was, but he was so fucking great in it. Everything, the comedy in this movie is fucking solid. It's mm -hmm. so good. When uh, when oh, they do man. the lynch party, when they do the lynch mob, and and then they're like, uh, these holes in the mask aren't really. <laughs> Can we all just say that although we're grateful for the effort, it just didn't really pan out. And he's like, fuck you guys. You guys want masks? No, my wife ain't doing shit. Fuck you guys. Like, it's so fucking funny, dude. My, my favorite is the scene where uh, they get to Don Johnson's house. Yeah. And they, they go to take Django where the other slaves are. Right. And he's like, no, no, he's he's a free man. Yeah. And so the, the slave woman is like, uh... You know, you want us to treat him like all the other? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no. no. He's like, so, should so treat, how should I treat him? Should I treat him like a white man? Mm, no, I didn't say no. that. I didn't say that now. So how should I treat him? You know Toby? Down at the hardware store? Yeah. You treat him like Toby. <laughs> it's so I, I, it's, fucking funny. Don Johnson in that movie was fucking great, man. And I, I, that scene where he was like, so what do you want to wear? He's like, what? And he goes, yeah, what do you want to wear? And he goes, I can choose what I, I, what, what I want to wear. Yeah, you can choose whatever you want. And then they fucking cut to him in that fucking purple velvet. Oh, it's so yeah. funny. So fucking funny. You're like, yeah, no, that sounds, yeah, yeah that sounds about Your right. story checks out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so good. It's funny. It's uh, uh, the most, I, I love how violent and I, how action-packed mm -hmm. it is. Um, I love everything about this movie. I, again, favorite Tarantino movie. Uh, so when it came down to westerns, kind of knew I was going to be on here. Um, placing really, and the placing of my top three really is just kind of a flip of a coin. Mm -hmm. Any one of these could be my number one. Any one of these could be, uh, you know, interchangeable. But uh, I, I really love everything about Django Unchained. I love the fact that the hero gets his way. He fucking comes out on top. Yeah. Uh, he, the movie ends with him right about fucking moonwalking on a horse. I mean, perfect ending, check. Guys, <laughs> he's fucking moonwalking on a fucking horse, dude. I don't know. I, so I, I, I just fucking find it I still love the whole mythos behind that scene of, of DiCaprio. Oh, when he cut, oh, yeah. when he cut his hand and, and actually yeah. like rubbed blood on her face and That's didn't tell her he was reaction. doing it. <laughs> and that was like a legit reaction. Like, yeah. I, I, that was just brilliant to me, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a Samuel L. Jackson's character. Oh, Great. oh yeah. Such a complex character. Yeah. You don't usually see him. I, ha I have, <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a documentary in the ter on the first uh, nine Tarantino movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the family share, and they go in depth into each one of his movies. And when they talked about uh, Django, they talked about how Leonardo DiCaprio was very uncomfortable saying the N word, and he mm -hmm. said that to Jamie Fox and to, um, and he was pretty much saying it to everybody. But the ones that they interviewed were Jamie Fox and. And Sam, Sam Jackson. Jackson, and and uh, Sam was like, "Get over that shit, N word." And he was like, get, <laughs> like, "Get over that shit." I don't give a fuck. You better, we're making a movie. Get fucking get over this shit. You're fucking acting. Let's get. I don't give a fuck. You're, you're not saying it to me. Yeah. And then the next fucking day, he rode into the fucking set on set in character. He was like, "I don't want to yeah. fucking like that." Was it was. A fucking switch and it's and I think it's there's a part of me that I watched that and there's a, there's there's the, the part of me that thinks you just want to get the fucking you blessing the from yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You of course. The yeah, you want to get the N word pass. Like yeah. and then <laughs> the, the who was giving it to it by fucking Sam Jackson, who yeah. is the fucking uh, he's captain the, he's of the delegate. The, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Uh the delegation chooses um, <laughs> But it's fantastic. I, I just love Django and Chain. I love uh, I knew nobody was gonna pick this movie and I was okay with it. I was totally fine with it. But I, I think uh because we have seen so many old or let me rephrase that classic films uh, uh, in the last three or four weeks, I knew this movie was going to not make the cut. 
by anybody. But I was like, I don't give a fuck. This movie. I saw this movie again in December because I was going through a Tarantino phase. Mm-hmm. After I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I rewatched all of his movies, and I was like, still fucking great. So his, his last three movies have either been straight up westerns or had something about westerns in them. Yeah. So I don't know what phase he's going through, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He. It's fucking great, man. I. Uh, he's made two outright western movies, and this is my favorite one of the two. Mm. by far and then some I, I wasn't a fan of Hateful Eight uh, that's why I said this is I mean I like Hateful Eight but I don't love Hateful right. Eight and I fucking love I, I yeah. still haven't gotten around to it I was hoping to get around to it for, for this recording but um, I mean yeah, Hateful Eight to be honest with you it. I liked it better the second time I watched it that's the thing is I want to rewatch it because I only saw it once in the theater I saw it once when it came out in theaters and I wasn't the biggest fan of it and then I, when I rewatched it I appreciated the nuances and it's really more of a talkie talkie than a fucking than action a, action action movie <laughs> It really is. Yeah, like, you're right. You don't expect to fuck what I, this is. We talked about this before. You know, quick sidebar. Uh, Tarantino movies. I expect a lot of violence, and I don't expect the whole movie to be violent, but I expect a lot of violence. And and you get violence in Hate for Eight, but it comes way later yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Way way later on. It's so. it's it's very Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Right. Which I loved. But okay. the end, like I mean, where the the yeah, violence yeah, is all the violence is all in one chunk of the film. All right, that's a great pick, though. Uh, so that pick. is our number three. So the number threes are uh, Tombstone, Gunfighter, Desperado, and Django Unchained. Uh, all right, let me go with round two. Dose the sequel to Uno. <laughs> All right, so number two, Jeff, what do you got for your number two? You'll be proud of me, Dave. Um, so in the in the realm of keeping it one movie per actor, I've put a Gary Cooper movie as my number two. Ah. And it is High Noon. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> Boring. Of course. Mary sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the high, the, the, what I loved about High Noon, the, bi- the biggest thing I loved about High Noon was the fuck you at the end. Mm-hmm. That was just mm. my favorite The mic part. drop. Just the mic drop of <laughs> suck my dick, I'm out. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> but um I love the idea because you have you have this marshal who does the right thing on his wedding day, finds out that these guys He's not even the marshal anymore. Right, you're right. He's he's, not even he's, the, he's retired. He comes back because he doesn't want to leave these people but he just alone. Retired. Yeah, he yeah. He re- and, to the and listener, I just don't want them to think, oh, he retired ten years ago. No, 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 no. He's he's just he got married. He's just retired to he's Grace l- Kelly, <laughs> the one and only Princess of Monaco. He he leaves right, but the the new marshal hasn't arrived yet. Right, and he's on his wedding day. Finds out that the guy, the outlaw that he sent up for, I think it was, I think that's where it was like ten years or something like yeah. that. Frank Miller. Frank, yeah, that he sent him away is coming into town for revenge. Mm-hmm. So he. He takes up the marshal's badge again. I saw what you did to Superman. You made him a <laughs> pussy. <laughs> oh, it's a different Frank Miller. Different I'm sorry, Frank Miller. different Frank and, Miller. And he, yeah. Frank Miller Senior. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So Gary, so Gary Cooper, you know, his character, the marshal's basically asking everybody for help, and nobody wants to fucking help him because it's not just Frank Miller, but it's his posse that's right. coming in too. Right. And then Lloyd Bridges plays his deputy. Right. I hate posses. Uh, not the deputy. No, yes, it is the deputy. Lloyd Bridges was yeah, yeah. De- the deputy. And he, you know... He's upset because he wasn't made marshal. Correct. And so... And he, he's also having a relationship with uh, Gary Cooper's ex. Right. So and there's there's this, like, competition that's going on between them. 
And what I love about his ex is, and we talked about this, Neri, because that's one, one thing that you you did tell me you liked from this movie, even though you hit the boring button, was the the his ex. Just because the movie's boring doesn't mean I don't like anything of the movie. <laughs> well, true. I like that it ended. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, but the, his his ex, which was the the Latin girl, we've talked about. Uh, Dave and I talked about this in uh, on private when we uh, yeah, just on Saturday. On Saturday. Uh, that to me is one of the best things, not just in that movie. In movie and in def- especially in classic movie history, is not only her acting because it was fucking great, phenomenal. Yeah, but her character—the fact that she was a Hispanic woman playing a Hispanic woman. Right. So it wasn't just a white woman playing a Hispanic woman, and it wasn't a Hispanic woman that we the characters was ambiguous and we don't know where the character. No, 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 no. The character is Hispanic, right? And it's a woman, and it's and she is the baddest motherfucker in that movie. Yeah. is her. Yeah, um, she's a businesswoman. She's like she don't fucking I hate to be that stereotype. She's like she don't need no man. Right. Uh, she she is the and shit. she calls out his new wife and says. You're a fucking pussy for yeah. not sticking by his side. Right. Why aren't you sticking by his side and being she, making his decision? She's a true for, ride or die. For for background for for background for the listener who hasn't seen this, she is a Mormon, and her religion forbids her from participating in or condoning any sort of violence. So she's telling her husband, she's like, dude, well, get, let's let me, leave. The the new wife. The new wife. The, the new wife, yeah. The, 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 just, no, Hispanic no, women aren't Mormon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't, we don't do that shit. Uh, uh, no, she's <laughs> like, we, we can leave. We have our whole life to start. Like, I realize that you feel like you have to do this, but I can't stand by you while you're doing this. I can't watch you do this. My religion won't, won't allow me. And and then every not only does she leave him, or say she's going to leave him. Right. The entire town turns their back on him. The deputy says, fuck you. I'm not going to do this. And not just that. They're willing to accept this this outlaw back in. Right. With open arms. They're like, no, we'll just let him in. It's fine. You know, we'll, we'll accept him and everything will go back to the way it was. Right. Here's my, here's my, here's my thing. Uh, but, well, I don't like this movie for many reasons. But... Uh, was there something that was like he would, didn't escape prison, right? Like he just got out of prison. Yeah, right. He was paroled, so yeah. he was legal, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that this guy was already looking to kill this guy before he even got there, just like I was, that didn't sit right with no, me. No, but he was coming back for revenge on the town. Yeah, but we don't know that. I mean, he didn't know that. He assumed that. That wasn't like us. The audience knew that because we heard the posse talking about it, but nobody in that town heard that. Right, um, so this guy—it's it's, uh, no, they, it's the they, same way that the gun, in the gunslinger, he was there for three seconds, and there was five thousand people outside of the saloon. It, in the old west, word gets around. There's not they, a, they knew that he was on board a specific train, right, and that he was going back to this town. There's only one reason why he'd come back to that town. But that, again, that's you know, it's the western trope. That's kind of a lot of conjuncture there, right? There, right? Am I? I'm not wrong. I know. I, 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 I think you I, are. I think I, you're I wrong. I don't, I don't think it's, it's that, that west. Conjecture. It's the west. Western trope for those movies. Again, for the I'm talking about putting myself in the position of the characters, not the filmmaking of the characters. Okay, well, I don't, I don't think I'm it takes Gary, a Sherlock is it, is it Gary Holmes. Co- it, it, is it Gary Cooper? Cooper. Gary Cooper. Yeah. Uh, so they if I'm know. Gary Cooper, I'm just like that's a bit like. If, but he like, also that's knows. A, that's he one also step knows, away from racial profiling, right? Like, I know. Hey, you're a criminal. I know, you used to be a criminal. I disagree. I, I, but if you're a criminal but, because you're a criminal for jaywalking versus a criminal that fucking stole horses, killed and, people, did that, and also there's vowed, a different thing. And also vowed to come back and kill him. But that's a, again, everybody vows to go like, oh, I'll, 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 just because I said, bro, I'm so mad at you, I'll kill you. Doesn't mean I'm actually gonna fucking kill you. Yeah. Well, in the old west, a man's word was his bond. 
but he's a bad guy. His word is his word isn't worth shit. Like it's just I don't know. I just I think it's a lot of I think there was a lot of like immediate like we're sounding the alarm. I'm kind of with the townspeople on this one. It's like he hasn't done anything wrong. But he did. That's why he went away for all but those he did, years. And he served his time. Isn't the whole point of prison to reform? Right. And but if you were in in, in you sound put, very put, Republican right now. Put yourself in the West. <laughs> <laughs> would you very? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of jobs he gonna yeah, get back? Am I, is it gonna? Are they gonna take? He doesn't get a vote, does he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> down. That, if if in those in that, put yourself in that time period. If it's a small town and you know that this guy was a piece of shit. And you don't want him back in the town. I don't want him back in the town because he's a piece of shit. I don't immediately assume, hey, let's get a fucking, let's get a posse together so we can shoot this guy down as soon as he steps off the train. That's pretty much what Gary Cooper was doing. No, Gary Cooper no. was getting somebody. If he be- had enough people in the town to back him up, those guys would have gotten back on the train and left. And left. Yeah. I don't think that would have happened. Right, because nobody, not, there were no people there. No, to back but even if the people were backing him up, there were a bunch of farmers and fucking good, good doers. They, hey, yeah. so, someone's got a, a, a fucking shotgun pointed at your head. You listen to what they're telling you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I mean, Shane was just pulling up a tree stump and he murdered 80 million people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who you're speaking. Oh, Mm, mm. Davy Crockett with a cowboy hat. Davy Crockett. There you go. (laughs) But what? And and, I mean, to me, like it was cool, the gunfight, because it was just an empty town and just him. You know, coming in and out. He was doing guerrilla tactics. Yeah. In the old west. Like it that, was great. That shootout at the end is fantastic. And and I I mean, I can see where it's not your cup of tea, Neri, but I mean I I I thought it was I texted you right after the movie. I go, This yeah. movie was fucking great. The problem that I have with this movie is a problem that I have with another one of the movies that I'm pretty pretty positive Dave's gonna have on his list. Probably his number one. Um, is that and again, of no far of its own. Right. The movie's rated so high by so many critics and people and list makers and da 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 da, da that when you watch, it's a hundred percent around tomato. Yeah, and I don't think that's a hundred percent movie. So I'm watching again. It's not. It's that's not its fault. When the movie, the movie wasn't made thinking to itself, I'm a hundred percent motherfucker. Right. Yeah, you, you, just, you just make the best movie it, you it, can. Just make and the that's best it. movie you can. So I'm watching this movie with the with the setup of it being one of the greatest and and a lot of people's list. Literally the greatest western of all time, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, I'm fucking bored out of my mind right now. Granted, I did watch this movie two years ago, and I kind of maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind or the right place, but I just, and I say that only because I've seen movies in the last three weeks that were a longer, b slower, and I still enjoyed more. So maybe I was just not in the, you know, maybe I wasn't just in the right frame of mind. I'm willing to accept all of those possibilities. I'm just saying that when I watched this movie, I was like, it was, and again, I watched this movie a year ago, so. It wasn't even like within the, maybe it's just whatever. I, I mean, just wasn't. It, I was just kind of bored. I was like, why are we? Well, and and we talked about this because, and I don't. I, if it is on your mountain, don't say anything. But like the Homesman, you you love that movie, and I I didn't say I loved it. I said I really loved the acting. Oh, okay. The well, acting was phenomenal because, I because, the I, because that movie was, bored the crap out of me. And I texted him after. I go, hey, I watched it, but holy <laughs> fucking shit! I don't. Like, think, I, don't know I, I don't. I don't. I definitely don't think it was boring. I definitely think it was slow. Uh, I definitely did not love the movie, but the part, the things that I did love about it, I. I really loved about it. Well, like Tommy Lee Jones was made, but anyway, Jones, that's yeah, a I different movie. But, thing. but High Noon. Um, I mean, I I really dug it. Um, what and your boy Van Cleef was supposed to be 
the deputy. Yeah. But he, because of his pointy nose, they, they wanted, said that he was going to be, he looked too evil. They wanted him to get a get nose a job. Yeah. yeah. They wanted him to get a nose job. They're like, nah, nah, you look like a bad guy. And he was like, well, fuck you. I ain't changing the way I look. Yeah. And he made a career out of playing, yeah. you know, either the bad guy or the anti-hero. Right. So what, uh, one of the things that I love I think about it's this funny movie that, they, that is he like, said that and then a, women back then, they were like, well, you need to change this. Okay. <laughs> what do you need me to do? Get surgery? Sure. And, and by the way, props to Gary Cooper. Because he was 51 when he did this, yeah. and Grace Kelly was 21, and they had a massive affair during uh -huh. the filming of this movie. So props on you, bro. Uh, one, She wasn't really Mormon in real life. <laughs> <laughs> what, one of the things that I love about this movie, which I'm almost certain they took from the gunfighter and expanded upon that theme, is the tension of knowing that the person that you're going to have a shootout with is coming. Right. Because in, in the gunfighter, he knows he's got until 11 o'clock. Because that's three hours from the time that he took their horses away. Right. Right. And, you know, the, the brothers of the guy who he killed. So they end up finding a horse. And so they they get there sooner. Right. But he keeps thinking about the time. We're talking about the gunfighter. In the gunfighter. Right. right. In high noon, he knows what time the train is coming. But as opposed to just people dropping what, you know, uh, that information about what time it is. In many of the shots, there's a clock in the background. Hmm. And so it's kind of like a doomsday clock. Like it keeps ticking and ticking and ticking, and you know that they're going to be there at this time. And as that clock gets closer and closer to, I think it's like three o'clock, hmm. uh, he's becoming more and more frantic, right? Until he goes into the bar and he's just willing to fight people. Like, hey, fucking come with me right, right. anyone uh, it's uh, it's such a tense movie it's so taut I, I love it so yeah that's my number two I knew alright uh, Dave my number two is the shootest table okay wow I thought you took it off no I'm not I'm not gonna do that alright well don't yell at me uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna do it but you know what you're right it's it, whether or not it's on somebody else's mountain Oh, had I known the shooters was gonna be on your mind, I, I would not have put the shooters. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, just me, only because uh, again, I'm a big fan of the shooters, but I'm a big fan of the shooters uh, for the last day and a half. I'm I'm not the uh, fucking ride or die for this shit. Uh, okay, it lasts. Hence why I was my number four. Okay, <laughs> it it lasts. Uh, so uh, Manny, you're well, number two. I think the one that I I would have replaced it with is what your number one is. Oh, so okay. pretty sure. Sorry, Manny. <laughs> um, another off the wall pick, but uh, Sicario. Oh man, that's awesome! So wow, yeah, nice. I didn't even think about that. That is awesome. Yeah. Sicario, part one or part two? Sure. No, first one. Okay. Yeah. Right. Was there a part two? Yeah. yeah. No, no. They, there have wasn't. The, they have the <laughs> correct answer is no, there wasn't. Yeah, the, 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 the correct answer is no, there wasn't. Oh, okay. I like that movie. Yeah, I like that. I mean, yeah, but you also like Cowboys or It's not. It's not. No, near, it's not. <laughs> not wrong. You're not wrong. It's not anywhere near the brilliance of the first one, but. Well, you don't have any Emily Blunt. But go ahead, Sicario. Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, mm. still kind of the same storyline as the. As Desperado, Lone Gunslinger comes in to help the new lawman or lawwoman in this case, mm -hmm. working with the questionable lawman, right? Right. And just going into Mexico and fucking shit up. Because, I mean, and from like a military standpoint, that movie kind of gets me a little hard. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the listener, Manny's in the military. Yeah. <laughs> just for that, because that, without, without context, that sounds a little weird. Oh, fuck. I just thought of another movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, I mean, Sicario is kind of like that new take on the Western. Still, like, borderline Texas, Mexico, so we're getting that Western vibe, but in a modern setting. Still racist, but, like, modern-day racist. <laughs> Not, like, old-school yeah. racist. Yeah. It's like modern-day. Subtle racist. Yeah, subtle, yeah. right. I mean, like, when the guys hop out of the car and they just look like gangbangers. Yeah. And assume that they're Like, not Song of the South racist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the shootout at the border. That's the best scene. Is so fucking good. And I love the guy with the, like, pedophile glasses, like, telling him <laughs> to stay the fuck in the car, and they don't listen, and they get their face shot. Yeah. <laughs> that, Man, that, yeah. That, that movie, is, that left such an impression on me. <laughs> that movie's fucking awesome. I, I love that movie. It's fantastic. I haven't seen it since it came out, so, uh, and I saw part two, like, a month ago. Oh, okay. So I'm, like, when you guys are, I'm like, oh, what? Oh, no, that was part two. Like, I keep, yeah. you know, but I, I love uh, part one. I do agree. When I saw part two, I, I thought part one was better, but again, I haven't seen part one since it came out. So, um... You're not wrong on part one was better. Yeah, I mean, but everybody says, I mean, I don't think anybody, anybody argues that point, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's fantastic, man. I, I, I definitely wouldn't I, I uh, see this as a Western. I wouldn't think of it as a Western, but uh, it definitely has Western uh, elements to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's good. Um, Sicario. Um, my number two is uh, 310 to Yuma, 2007. Shocker. Which is one of the few remakes that I think is better than the original. I think every remake is better than every original. An- another one that I saw recently because that was the one movie that you told me, watch it. Watch yeah, it. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I'm very high in this movie. And then I watched it again because I had seen so many. I watched it again just yesterday is when I finished watching 310 to Yuma. Um, because even though I knew it was on my list, I was like, let me rewatch it because maybe it doesn't hold up. Or maybe I like something about some other movie better and there's everything this movie is there's everything I, I love about this movie is uh uh, first of all, it's the same director, uh, Mangold, uh, James Mangold, yeah. same director as Logan, which is another fucking uh, uh, updated Western. Um, but uh, Three Tenths of Yuma has uh, something that I don't really think, ha- and, and we have seen in any other, to my knowledge, maybe I'm just forgetting, but in this movie, the bad guy or the anti-hero, the vi- however you want to classify Russell Crowe, is leaps and bounds guaranteed certifiable a better gunslinger than our hero like there's no question about that in this movie and in every other movie no matter how fucking great the villain is no matter how notorious or how good he is at gunplay there's always that at the very at the very least there are similar in talent I you would gotta, say you got to watch the man who shot Liberty Valance. I would say do I know? Oh, no, I would say Unforgiven might be a good one there. But here's because mm, well you don't well, see ta- it. Okay, talk about that another time. Right. Uh, <laughs> you asked. No, 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 no. I didn't. Uh, we'll talk about yeah. uh, but no, he uh, made a statement that was clearly wrong. I right? don't think it's clearly wrong. I said the <laughs> one that said, correct seen. me if I'm wrong. And, oh, you, but you then he told me not to correct him. Yeah, no, I said correct you. But you're correct. But we'll talk about right, right, right. I know, I know, I know. But the but I said of the movies that I've seen there's not a movie where there's not that the villain is clearly uh, better than than the hero ever was was, they're usually just more ruthless not only that but there isn't even this in this movie there isn't there isn't even the hero is used to be more talented but now they're older Mm mm-hmm and so now, no, no, no. He was never. Uh, uh, Batman was never as good. <laughs> Christian Bale was never as good. I, I, never I, as good. Well, as actually, and and we'll talk about it in a little bit. But Johnny Ringo versus White Earp in Tombstone. 
Johnny Ringo's oh, yeah. clearly a better gunslinger. Wyatt Earp's just a great lawman, but Johnny Ringo was that, and we'll talk about it, but the fact that Doc Holliday was like, no, you can't take him. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'll go. I always saw Doc Holliday as the hero. Of that movie. Is that wrong? No, 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 but they, 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 they both are. Right. So, man, Doc Holliday, I think, is the, but he was clearly the fucking better. But the, 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 oh, main, yeah, yeah. the main, the main character is really Wyatt. Yeah. Like he's he's supposed to be the main character that everything's revolving around. But we'll talk about that. But we'll talk about that another time. Uh, or will we? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I love three ten to Yuma. I love the fact that the entire time, uh, Ben Wade played by Russell Crowe is just playing with. Him. He can mm-hmm. get out whenever the fuck he wants, yeah. and mm-hmm. he could do whatever the fuck he wants to do. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm just playing with you. And he has that silver lining of decency, mm-hmm. very thin, and it ticks all the way to the end to get to know his, his A, his backstory that his mom left him at a fucking train station he, while he was reading the Bible, sat there for three days, read it from cover to cover, and she never came back for him. And and you have that silver lining of, he tries to, he's telling, he's convinces everybody else that he's a bad motherfucker and that he's evil and so on and so on. But his uh, Russell, uh, um, what's his name, son says, no, you you saved us back there. And he goes, if there was any way of getting of being able to kill you guys without me being saved, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. And he's lying because at the end yeah. of the movie, when he fucking, you know, he tells he tells this guy, he goes, I'm not going any further. We've done, we're done. I'm not fucking, leave. I'm not, you know. And he literally overpowers him. He could fucking kill yeah. him. And he gives him the story of like, I'm not a hero. Like you, you tell. This is how I lost my leg. It was. We were running away, and fucking one of my own men shot me. Now you try telling that story to your boy and see how he looks at you. Yeah, and that's where he was like, "Okay, I'll fucking yeah. play." Along. Like everything, the complexity of characters in this movie, the complexity of stories in this movie, n- nothing's black or white, you know. And uh, except for Russell Crowe is dressed in black, which again is a super fucking trope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I just love everything about this movie. Uh, the one thing I wish I would have gotten, the one I owed of, like I wish we would have been told us the audience is did the family of uh why am i blanking out on his name christian bale christian bale what it did the family of christian bale get the money that he was promised for getting ben wyatt on that train like that's i the, think it's implied that he, that he they did but the, again i just needed the, it's like i said an iota i just wanted a mm-hmm. a you know what i mean show, show someone handing her an envelope not really not even that or a subtitle or just you know fuck it or maybe just get the guy from the from the from the trains the the guy the the guy that works for the railroad to pat the kid in the back and be like we got you like are you even got to fucking see, say I, a line just, i don't i don't think i don't, I don't, I don't think, think i needed that I just want I order. I just wanted to make sure. And I mean, we'll talk about that later because I, I feel like that, you know, I don't think anything has to be spelled out at the end. I like shit f- spoon fed. I know. I know you do. Which <laughs> Not me. But but to, to me, it was it was implied. Like, yeah. I, I assumed he did because of the way everything played out. I think we hoped. But, that, so but you know what? But, yeah. but sometimes sometimes even the hope's enough. I know it's deep. But. Well, again, r- remember that <laughs> in in the old west, when you gave someone your word, that word was good, right? So if, if, you know, you said yeah, you, you didn't have a notary. Yeah, if you, if if you said, hey, you know, you're you're gonna get this money. money I, I love the fact that uh, this is how much of a badass Ben Wade was. He said at the end of the whole thing, he says, you know, I've been to Yuma Prison twice. 
and I've escaped twice. <laughs> like he didn't even fucking like that's how much he did not give a fuck. I mean, he locked like, himself back in. Yeah, He's like, that well, was fuck a whole it, I'm going fucking back. horse and pony show. Like this is all like I'm such a badass. I don't give a fuck about it. The real villain there is uh, Ben Foster. Oh, so yeah, good. so fucking yeah, good, he was fantastic. Man. The white fucking jacket. Ah, yes. oh, so good. He looked evil as fuck. It was bananas. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love. Oh, the hand of God, the fucking gun. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I just this movie's so fucking good. I love everything. I need to about watch it again. I haven't seen it in years. I love this. It was no, movie. it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was a really great movie. I I just love everything about this movie, and I, I this is, you know, a, a modern 2007, but a modern day western where you go, oh okay, mm-hmm. yeah, like every character was fleshed out as much as I needed to be fleshed out, like all the stories, the 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 thing the that Christian Bale has when he's where he goes, I'm tired of the way my my sons look at me, and I'm and he's talking to his wife, and he says, I'm tired of the way you don't look at me. Oh man! Yes, like, I remember so that line. fucking deep because she was like, "What? You don't need to do this. You know, you're you're a fucking farmer, and you're gonna be carrying. You're gonna be, you know, escorting this criminal who's the most notorious criminal." And and he was like, "I'm. This is. I have to. Like that was that mm-hmm. scene from Rocky where he's like, "I'm not at. Yeah. You, you know, I don't ask you. I, I don't ask you to not be a woman. Don't ask me to not be a man. Like yeah. that's what he mm-hmm. fucking needed to do. Not just for the farm and the family, but for his for fucking himself. for himself. And I thought it was fantastic, man. But all right, that's my number two. I love it. Uh, honorable mentions. Do we have anything oh. from? Yeah. Um, High Plains Drifter, the Clint Eastwood movie. That one was the one. Are, these, are these your honorable yeah. mentions? All right. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Make it, go ahead. Um, War Wagon, which um, it's another John Wayne movie. movie with Kirk Douglas. That it's basically Ocean's Eleven. But in the and in, in Western, which was great. Oh, I love Ocean's Eight. Which is one of the old westerns I saw before Dave saw it. I just want to point yeah. that out. Yeah. Um, I have Young Guns Two. Fantastic. Um, I have uh the Searchers, and which was between that and the Shootist, but I went with the Shootist. Um, and because of I'm gonna follow on Manny's and go with a modern movie that is a western that I absolutely love, and it's John Wick. Okay. You don't think John Wick's a western? Guy's wife gets killed, goes seeking revenge. Not just no, no. The wife doesn't get killed. The wife dies by cancer. The, the dog, dog gets killed. Or the dog. The sorry, the stolen. dog gets killed. Mm-hmm. His horse car gets stolen, and he goes on revenge on people. I mean, is every revenge movie a western? Then kind of. Okay. Huh? I think it's a bit of a stretch, but I mean, I'll take it. I love John Wick. And then, uh, fine, fine. Bone Tomahawk. There you go. (laughs) You got him hard. You got him hard. You got him hard. He's. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, On my on my personal page. Oh, Google Geek. uh, Tom. uh, Sorry, John Wynn put Tombstone, Unforgiven, The Searchers, and The Quick and the Dead. Um, and Julian uh, Dedgar put uh, No Name on the Bullet. The Unforgiven. I don't know if it's The Unforgiven. I think it's just... It's unforgiven. just Unforgiven, yeah. Uh, and he says, I'm a big Audi Murphy fan, but that's... I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, Neither do I. Uh, Chad Valdez put Tombstone, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Magnificent Seven, and Young Guns. He didn't put which Magnificent Seven it was, though, whether it was the original one... Or the new one with Denzel. Or the new one with Denzel, or the, the original, one. original one, which was the Japanese movie. Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. Which is amazing. Okay, uh, <laughs> and then he said, "Chad says that he wants to put Back to the Future three, but it's not, uh, but it's only part Western." And I disagree. I think what, I think it's a full Western. Uh, his honorable mentions are True Grit, Django Unchained. Um, 
John Evans puts The Searchers, Unforgiven, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and The Magnificent Seven, the original. Waylon Paulin put The Outlaw, Josie Wales, Tombstone, The Good, The Bad and the Ugly and Blazing Saddles. Um, right. Oh my God, Blazing Saddles. Yeah. yeah, so good. And Three Amigos. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Mount, Mount Geekmore podcast has uh, on the Mount Geekmore page, it has Carlos has uh, number four, Hateful Eight, three, Django, Two for a few dollars more. One good, bad, the ugly. Honorable mentions to Magnificent Seven with Denzel. Back to the Future Three. Um, he goes doesn't know don't know if Seven Samurai count, but yeah, sure. And Tombstone. Diego Mella Maya has uh, Wild Wild West. He has the New True Grit. Uh, City Slickers Fantastic. and the Three Amigos honorable mentions to Django. He put the Ridiculous Nine. It's Ridiculous Six, Sick. which is terrible. Um, and City Slickers Two: The Legend of Curly's Gold. I'll put the full title since Diego didn't put it. Um, Brian Conran has There Will Be Blood, Rango, The Magnificent Seven, the 2016 version, and Logan. Honorable mention to Shanghai Noon. Holy shit! I forgot about Shanghai Noon. Um, there's your Jackie Chan. Yeah, there's your Jackie Chan right there. David Del Rosario, in no particular order. Back to the Future Three, Django, Magnificent Seven, Three Ten to Yuma, Jemaya. Hang, uh, I guess it's Hang 'em High. He put High 'em High. No, it's Hang 'em High. Yeah, but he wrote High 'em High. Oh, he did put High 'em High. Uh, Django, Tombstone, and True Grit. Honorable mention to Hateful That's Eight, Blazing list. Saddles, Johnny Guitar, and Three Ten to Yuma, and Robert Hang High. Johnny Guitar, nice old school. Hang 'em High is a really good movie. Hang 'em High is fantastic. It loses me at the end. They they shoehorn that fucking love story for no fucking reason. Uh, but uh, it's really did it really and did it end on a cliffhanger? <laughs> Started on a hanger. Um, yeah. Robert G. <laughs> Le- and, and then Robert C. Leatherwood has Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, True Grit, the Coen Bros version, Tombstone, honorable mentions to Unforgiven and City Slickers. Jose Perez has uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, uh, and uh, that's it. For his number one, he put the good. Number two, he put the bad. And number three, he put the <laughs> ugly. And number four, he put one through three. Uh, so he he's wrong. Um, did yeah, did and Robert Leatherwood. All right, Dave. Uh, I'm just going to read this list real fast so there's nothing you can do to stop me. <laughs> Sartan Rudledge, Rudledge, Wagon Master, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valage, Stagecoach, Shane. <laughs> I muted you. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. You're fine. Nothing I can do about it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue on mine then. Uh, <laughs> River of No Return, High Plains Drifter, Springfield Rival, Silverado, Open Range, <laughs> The Man Who Silenced the Mic. <laughs> Jeffrey? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, okay. You want me to keep on, it saying more? Honorable mentions. No, I already told you. Oh, man. okay. I'm sorry. Uh, it's Manny. Manny? Uh, honorable mentions for me are The Quick and the Dead, um, No Country for Old Men. Sad. And uh, gonna probably have to be Back to the Future 3. Once Upon a Time in the West, David Crockett, <laughs> King of the Wall Frontier, True Grip, Magnificent Seven, Butch Cassidy, and the Seven. <laughs> Uh, my honorable mentions Nobody are, mentioned American Outlaw Stalling Colin Farrell <laughs> uh, No Holy No <laughs> Oh that one you have a problem yeah. with That's where he draws the line Good <laughs> sir Cowboys and Aliens Is better than that one <laughs> Alright Oh wait hold on Dave he's, read your list He's, he's, he's distracted Still down. Oh give me, give me Give me Give me I'll read it No Better than our Yeah Uh you ne- you mentioned all the ones. <laughs> Breakheart's Pass, Shadow's Land, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I'm good now. 
my honorable mentions are Three Amigo, Maverick, uh, Ballad of Lefty Brown. Uh, oh, Maverick, fuck. Yeah. Ballad of Lefty Brown, so good, man. Uh, yeah, and uh, and then Dances with Wolves and the aforementioned assassin- assassination oh. of Jesse James by the coward Tom was it Robert Tom? Ford. Robert Ford. I forgot Maverick. Oh my god! Twice because we Twice. spoke about it like it two weeks ago. Oh shit! I remember Maverick, <laughs> and then I forgot about Maverick again. <laughs> Fuck. Oh well. Uh, Number yeah. one, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round one. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Do it! Do it! Come on! Come on! All right, Jeffrey. All right, number one. Now we can talk about it. The shoot is so fucking good. This movie is amazing. Um, this motherfucker right here, y'all. This, this shit right here. <laughs> this shit right here. Um, John Wayne, my one John Wayne that I put on the list. There could have been a few. Um, there could only be one for me, and oh. this was it. Yeah, I, lo- I love this movie. This yeah, it's fucking the, fantastic. It, 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 it's it's got the same trope, and we can talk about it now as the gunslinger, right? Um, but gunfighter in, or the gunfighter. I'm sorry, um, but in and but this one, I mean, you've got Lauren Bacall, you've got Ron Howard, you've got uh, Jimmy Stewart, that man's Carruthers. Scatman Carruthers, <laughs> Catman Carruthers. <laughs> that sounds like a Batman villain. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and and um, so that sounds yeah. like a Batman the animated, animated <laughs> show. Like wow. I don't know. But I mean, in, in, in this one, yeah. as opposed to the 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 gunfighter, you've got you know the guy the guy he comes back goes to this town find knows that he he knows already, yeah. but he has Jimmy Stewart as the doctor just verify that he has cancer. He's dying of cancer. Now, quick question. Yeah. Uh, how how realistic is that from the old west? Did they know about cancer? They didn't know about cancer from back then, didn't they? I think they did. They did. Well, did they actually say it was cancer? No, they, they? no. He said he was. He, he, was said, he cancer. said you have a cancer. Yes. So they don't know what type of cancer it is, but they know that. I had no. It's killing him. The only it's thing him it, it really like when I was watching the film, and again, I love this movie. It made my list. But I was watching the movie, and I was like, "Did they know about cancer in the old west? Like they fucking knew about that?" Easy yeah, Doc Brown made a CT machine, bro. <laughs> okay, that's possible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I, uh, I um I I was very much uh, just that's the only thing that kind of made me go wait what, and then the rest of the movie. I mean, yeah. again, but that yeah, you're. Fantastic. But yeah, I mean, he you know he goes he. Ends up, he says he wants to. He, 1775 was when cancer was first discovered. Oh, there you go. Does it say how? First cause of cancer was identified by British surgeon Percival Pott, who discovered in 1775 that uh, cancer of the scrotum Oof. was a common disease among chimney sweeps. <laughs> what? It's because they use their dick. Yeah, were they using yeah. their taints for fucking. Well, well, well. I think they were cleaning them wrong. Oh, wait. The <laughs> earliest known descriptions of cancer appear in several papyrus. No, no, but not descriptions. Scrolls. The fact that they know that it's cancer. Because one thing is like, oh, these people are dying of the same thing, but that they could they could test for and diagnose cancer. Yeah. What was the earliest that they could from, diagnose? From ancient Egypt. The Edwin Smith papyrus was written about 1600 BC and contains a description of cancer as well as a procedure to remove breast tumors by cauterization. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Mm. They, they put them in crocodile teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, he and, and he's... His plan is to die in this town peacefully. Mm-hmm. He he's very much in the same way as Johnny as as um, Ringo that he you know he's known as the best gunslinger, but he just wants to die in peace. Goes to the you know Lauren Bacall's place and 
no realizes he's not going to get the piece that he wants yeah um without spoiling too much but the interactions with him and ron howard like ron howard that he you know when he takes him shooting and he, he sees that he's a good shot but he's warning him he's like this is not the life that you hey, want my, this is my spread ain't much different from yours it was, it's not about how well you shoot because most man will, uh, what is it he says? Most man, uh, despite whether he has cause or not, will draw a breath or blink an eye before he shoots. There was some line that he, yeah, there was some line that he said about, um, it's not the, because he goes, he goes, oh, about, you know, crack shots or something. And he goes, it's not the guy, the crack shot's not the guy I'm worried about. It's the guy that can't, that can't hold a coffee cup straight or something like that. Like, that he's more worried about the guy that can get lucky as opposed to the guy that's good. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was did he, didn't he say that some guy that he doesn't see hiding in the corner or some shit? There was something about something a, along those lines. I'll, I'm, I'll look it That's up because they, they have quotes. But but it, it it's such a great movie and and the way phenomenal acting the the, the acting really was amazing. Acting. The acting was amazing. And so funny thing with Jimmy Stewart when he tells him how long has it been? Like 15 years apparently. That's literally how long it was since they were in the last movie together. The man who shot Liberty. Balance. Yeah, so uh, that's right. So it was 15 years from when they did that. Mm. So that line had an extra little meaning to it to them. All but right, it, so am I evil for this? Yes. Ask, okay, and that's fair enough. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was ask. talking to Jeff about this, and I was like, "Man, I'm so impressed with his acting. With everybody, everybody in this movie did well. Mm-hmm. Just I've seen other movies of his that you know it's it's not the caricature of 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 uh, of um, what's his name." John Wayne. John Wayne. It's not like the caricature of John Wayne. It's actually a, a good acting. Like, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal acting. So I'm like, man, it's, it's really good. I'm really impressed with John Wayne's acting in this movie. Blah, blah, blah. And then Jeff goes, yeah. And it has, uh, during the film, this is what Jeff told me. He said that during, he did research and that during the filming of this movie, John Wayne found out that he had, well, ca- that he got Dave cancer. Dave told me this originally, but right. it was, it was so we corrected it. It's a, it's a longstanding rumor that he had cancer at the time that he was filming. And it's very possible that he did, but he didn't because find... Because he, he beat it once, right? He, beat he, cancer. Had, he had beat cancer about 10 years before. Right. Uh, and actually, he said in... Uh, when he did like the press tour for the movie, he said that that scene with James Stewart, when he finds out he has cancer, he goes, all I did was recall in my memory what it was like sitting in the doctor's office finding out that I had cancer. So I'm so, talking to Jeff about this, right? Mm-hmm. And Jeff I, Jeff, I said, man, it's really good acting. He goes, yeah, apparently he found out that he had cancer during the filming of this movie. And then I said, oh, so it's not really great acting. It's just, <laughs> just kind of, <laughs> just kind of like, you know. Yeah, no, no that's like, evil. Is that evil? Yeah, I don't know if that's evil. evil. I don't think yeah. that's inaccurate. That's I don't, like if somebody puts me in a movie and goes, act like a fat comedian, I'm like, all right, I got this. I think, I don't know if that's really good acting or just fucking be me. Like, I don't know if that's, <laughs> is that evil to say that? I'm not saying I wish it upon him. I'm saying, oh, okay, it's not really, doesn't really take that. Well, apparently that, that rumor of him having cancer while he was filming it, um, it, it can't really be, corroborated okay. because he wasn't diagnosed with cancer until later so it's possible that he had cancer while he was filming it but he just didn't know about it but he didn't know all about right, so it so then then the credit still is given hey he's yeah. still a good actor right. but he, he he had already had one whole lung removed right so those scenes where you see him didn't like, he have colon out cancer of breath uh i'm assuming that what he had was colon cancer because he tells him to remove his you know his breeches 
Oh no no, no. I'm talking about in the mo- like in real life. Didn't he die of colon? I thought it was colon cancer. It wasn't it stomach. Of- I think it was something. I think it might have been stomach. What he had initially was was lung cancer. Right, but he beat that. He beat that, right. and then it came back. Right. So and metastasized. But, but it's 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 just a, and then the the ending. You know, there's. I don't know if we want to. We don't really want to spoil, but spoiler alert: you can pause it for like thirty seconds um, or forward it thirty seconds. But when when he finally gets gunned down and he's dying in the in the saloon, you know, which he sets up because mm-hmm. he's like, well, this is the, I'm going to go out the way I want to go out. There's that awesome scene with James Stewart where he says, you know, and he describes to him exactly what death by cancer is going to be like without. You know any of the methods that we have today? Basically, all they had was laudanum to yeah. you know dull the senses. Right. Uh, and he describes to him in vivid detail what it is that's going to happen to him. And 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 Stewart tells him, "I'm not a brave man." He goes, uh, "But if I was, I wouldn't want to die the kind of death that I just described." Right. He goes, "You're a brave man." And so he th- he figures it out right then and there. He goes, "I can't die this way." Right. I'm James fucking books. Yeah, and he paid, can, can he I paid. be honest with you? Uh, can we talk about how Jimmy Stewart is the worst fucking uh, bedside manner of all time? <laughs> Holy <laughs> but, fucking shit! No, but he shit he box. always asks him, "Can I be forward with you?" Yeah, but forward doesn't mean you could be honest and forward without being a dick. John Wayne tells him, he goes, "Tell it to me like well, it there is." Well, was a, there was a line yeah, th- again. You could still be honest and forward <laughs> there, without being a dick. There was a line at the beginning that he's like that. John Wayne tells me he's like you. You always told me I was strong as an ox, and he goes, "Yeah, but even an ox dies." Like <laughs> that's being honest <laughs> and forward without being a dick. Well, was, that was bedside manner in 1901. Yeah. Okay, so this was another thing. Now that we're talking about 19, now that I mentioned 1901, to the me, the year of your birth, it was, <laughs> it the year was of your spirit animal. It birth? was so. Let me tell you about my favorite year in history. <laughs> it was so, uh, like poetic to see. Number one, the last movie that John Wayne would ever do, right? Is this uh, his last movie? That was the last movie he ever did. Uh, he went, went out, out on with a, a fucking high note, man. Went out with a bang. What a swang song. Uh, he, well, just like Gene Hackman with uh, with uh, Mooseport. <laughs> I didn't. Did Gene Hackman die? No, no. <laughs> but he didn't do any more movies. He hasn't done a movie since. Ha- really? Since uh, what was it something to Mooseport? Or, uh, Welcome to Mooseport. Welcome yeah. to Mooseport was his last film. Sorry. Ray Romano, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so <laughs> and then Jude like, I'm out. I'm while <laughs> while we're seeing, <laughs> holy shit, you're right. No, I'm not right. Yeah, yeah. Just like uh, what's his name's last movie is fucking uh, uh, um, uh, fuck, Sean, uh, um, oh my god. Like, what's his name's last movie? He just got on you. I did. I just did this. I just yeah. did, I got on yeah. you for this. Um, no, that movie was awesome, dude. Yeah, bro, I love it. Sean Connery's last movie is Extra- uh, *League of Extraordinary Gentlemen*. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got to go out on a high note like Wayne did. Right. So what I one of the things I loved about this movie was like the the poetic quality of like John Wayne being possibly the you know arguably the most famous American cowboy in cinema. Right, and this movie marks the end of his career. And what's going on in the movie? We are seeing 
modernity enter the old west it's 1901 this isn't the 19th century anymore right we're seeing the beginnings of automobiles right, right? because there's that guy the the one of the bad guys that you know he calls to the bar for the shootout he drives he drives an automobile we're seeing electric powered lights all these things like the and it mentioned next year the tr- next year the streetcar is going to be uh, electrified right so this is no longer the old west like the the john wayne cowboy doesn't belong here anymore so like while he was you know this famous gunslinger and you know he's dying now his time is gone anyway yeah you know there's there's so much poetic beauty and all of that and there's so much stuff that kind of just correlates with john wayne's life you know the way hollywood was was going then you know in uh, 1970 you're starting to get the 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 coppolas and the scorseses and these guys coming out soon you know it's it's really kind of beautiful to think that this is where john wayne went out that's a fantastic movie i yeah. I, I i rather enjoyed everything about this movie i couldn't find and this is what i was telling uh dave uh per, you know, in person a couple of days ago i have found out about myself that my the what i hate the most in a bad movie is bad acting like i'm really anti-bad acting and i could i've been able to like okay there's certain things about certain movies where you go yeah the story was not the greatest or has plot holes and i'm kind of like forgiving about that a lot more so than bad acting i'm bad acting i'm just like no fuck you this is i don't and i hate the trope of like oh this was made in the this was made in xx date frames i'm like i don't give a fuck dude this is like really and uh the shootest uh was the movie that said hey 1970s doesn't mean or you know this movie was made in 1970 i think it was 70 yeah I thought it was no, no, no. I thought it was sooner. So, so I think it was seventy three. Okay, um, so but same thing as the the gunslinger, and same thing as there are these movies that were made in you know in the in the fifties and sixties that I was seventy six. Yeah, so those movies that were made in the fifties and sixties, and I'm like, no, you, I could point to that and say this is good acting. Like, yeah. Don't don't sell me this bullshit. Don't try to give me this oh excuse. But this movie has phenomenal acting, and I I really appreciate it. And then on top of that, it has a great story. Again. Kind of Simple. Borrowed, very it's, it's, borrowed from the gunslinger. This, yeah, the story. Um, but I didn't know that when I watched it because I watched the shooters first. So I and I'm like, this is really fucking great. The, and to kind of play off of that gunfighter thing, like, uh, to me, it's the same story, but it's two sides of of the of the same coin. Where where the gunfighter is more pessimistic and and and, and definitely has like a like a grimmer. Uh, tone to it this one I think is is much more optimistic especially in the way that uh, it ends with Ron Howard like, throwing the gun away that's the difference between his character and uh, the gun, the, yeah and, and, and Ringo and, and Ringo and, and the guy who killed Ringo you know uh, one is walking away from the old west lifestyle into civilized life and the other one is only wants that that savagery of what what the old west represents. Yeah, he's like you're cursed. That's it. You're yeah. you live this life now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so the shoot is that's my number one. Fantastic. Yeah, that's my number four. Pickman. Dave, 
Uh, my number one is the only movie that stayed from uh, the very beginning of my list. It was my number one then. Yeah. Will always be my number one. It's The Searchers. Yep. Oh, Jesus Christ. I knew it. <laughs> I hated that movie so much. Did you? Really? I hated the fucking acting in that movie. Everybody in that movie fucking sucked a dick in that acting, man. I, Everybody I, in that I, movie I can't was fucking dis- I can't disagree Like, more. it's so fucking bad. And it, it angered me because I just saw the shooters. And now I'm watching the same actor fucking give an over-the-top cheesy fucking deliverance here and I'm like what the oh, fuck I is going on so much. everybody was so bad in the so movie much. the only people who did not do bad job acting were like in were like uh, um, side characters that were in act two and three I'm like they, they, they didn't even matter they were there for one scene the Mexican that takes him to fucking Scarface uh, he did a good job acting he wasn't over the top Scarface it was welcome to my tipi say hello to my tomahawk <laughs> we got some peyote. Look at you. Your womb is polluted. There was smoke signal in there. Uh, no, I just, I just, I, this, again, Fly Eagle. Very much in the same. Bellingham. In, uh, very. Yeah, but the. <laughs> Native American version of that would no, be no, no, it's, it's still a pelican. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> and again, I'll, I'll just <laughs> near East stop. He's like, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. You're killing the joke. That's a really good joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, I again, the say, and I'll just I'll say these negative things and let you guys wax poetically about this bullshit movie. Um, I, this movie, the same thing I said about High Noon. It's not its fault. It's not, I'm not putting blame on it. It's just it's rated so high by so many people, both critically and and everybody's list. Huh. It's funny. Be, there might be a reason why the entire world thinks that this movie's so good. Yeah, no, I, I, that's fine. That's it. Doesn't make them right. It doesn't make what I'm saying right. It doesn't make me right. It's just we're all. Oh, opi- it these, certainly doesn't make you. These, right. these are all opinions. I of mean, course, none yeah. of these are. None of these are. There's no right or wrong. You're not obligated to like this movie. Yeah, no, and absolutely. It, but it's because it's rated so high and it's. And I'm just like watching this movie, and I'm like, this acting is shit. It's just shit. And I, I, I kind of turned me off too early because what, what year was this movie? Fifty six. Fifty six. So I was for a long, for a couple of weeks here, and again, we've been doing high intensity Western watching mm-hmm. for the last few weeks, if not month. Um, and for a long time, I was like, anything before 1960, I don't know if I'm gonna fucking like it. And I just, I wasn't feeling it. And thank God for the shooters, and thank God for uh, uh, the gunslinger, and thank God for other movies where I'm like, oh, this was really fucking good. And it, it, it restored my faith in like n- not cheesy acting. And I just, I, the searchers to me, uh, it's funny because it got uh, nominated for uh, Academy Award for uh, Best Story or Best Writing or some shit. Mm-hmm. It was, pretty much taken from uh the headlines which was pretty fucking impressive that the story was really fucking great right like i, I was really impressed with the story and then when i read up on it with well, the one of the few movies i fucking read up on was <laughs> the searches that i didn't like i found out that it was there was a very it, it got taken from the headlines from one of the it really happened yeah that there was a woman there was a bunch of women who got kidnapped by native americans and they were the only difference was that in real life when they got "Quote unquote saved." They didn't want to be saved. They wanted to stay there. Well, that uh, there's another John Ford movie that is similar to The Searchers, uh, in the respect that they mount a rescue attempt for uh, you know people who have been abducted abducted by by the by the Comanche, and and it was even the the same you know Native American Indian, uh, and 
they definitely focus more on you know how they aren't the same they're not the same so uh the the fact that debbie retained her uh you know christian upbringing and you know white sensibility if you will it's unrealistic uh, it's it's a more romantic view of the West, right. much more romantic view of the West, and and, and this is a, this is a pre Sergio Leone Western, right. right? Everything changes in the Western when Sergio Leone comes out with you know his his dollars trilogy, uh, but I kind of like that romantic view of the West. Uh, you kind of have to accept racism excess and sexism that goes along with it because it's not a revisionist Western. It's giving you the West as it was, uh, but it's with that sort of romanticism that Hollywood is known for. Uh, for me, the, the character of Ethan Edwards is just so amazingly complex, and I, I can't disagree more about the acting. Well, you're in good company. Scorsese feels the same way you do. The... That scene That's where Martin Scorsese. Oh, thank you. I was I was unsure if you were talking <laughs> no, about. I thought you were talking about yeah. Benny Scorsese. Yeah, 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 yeah. his corner. cousin Marvin <laughs> Scorsese. Uh, I don't know if you always go with. Mar- you know that new style you were looking for. <laughs> well, watch this. I noticed you always go with Marvin when you do that. <laughs> you always go with this. Oh, his brother Marvin. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed the Searchers. Um, I didn't pay attention i guess too much to the acting because i was i was i i it was engrossed in kind of the story um there's a there's a really nice thing of what we, we were talking about it how like you know the, the way it ends that last shot oh uh, yeah that, there's that it goes in line with what you just said about the fact that this was before that new type of western mm-hmm. this was kind of foreshadowing that oh yeah that western the type that this western was is no more jeffrey hunter and uh, his character uh martin and ethan are polar opposites mm-hmm. and they both represent different aspects of the western when you start really thinking about what is going on in this movie there's so much going on in this movie right the Civil War ended years ago, but Ethan didn't come back home for three years. After. Why? Right? What kept him away? Because he was honorably discharged. There was no talk of dishonorable. What are you doing You know, with your face around here? But there's clear tension between him and his brother. But there's absolutely no tension between him and his sister-in-law. Why does he spend so much time I feel looking for for not his just niece? Forget about tension. There's a lot more. I felt that there was a, I thought there was some hanky panky going on with his fucking well, sister. Well, that's that's exactly it. What if Debbie's not his niece? And what if Debbie's actually his daughter? Notice how the other kids look. Yeah, they don't look like his brother. His brother's blonde, and the other kids are blonde. All right, Debbie's got brown hair. It's almost black. All right, Debbie's the the girl played by Natalie Wood. Yeah, yeah eventually. But that mm-hmm. would that would be too soon, right? Wouldn't wouldn't his daughter be the older sister? No. The one that got look what the the little girl Debbie is, I think, eight years old. When she gets kidnapped. When when she gets kidnapped. Well, they were they were I think they were searching for her. I think it was five it was or six five, years. Five, five, five years. years. Yeah. No, but my my. Point. So she was ten. Because I think she's fifteen at that point. Yeah, there was either. It was oh, four, yeah, yeah, something like that. It was like yeah. fourteen or sixteen. So there, I thought there was, still, there was still, definitely on, no way Natalie Wood looks fifteen. <laughs> no, well, she was sixteen she when was. they filmed yeah, it. Yeah. Was she? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's a there's a whole thing about the fact that on days of filming, I told Dave this on the way over here. On days of filming, um, John Wayne and Hunt and Jeffrey Hunter would, um, or Jeremy Hunter, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Hunter would 
pick her up from school. So all her friends would be like, okay, so John Wayne and Jeffrey Hunter are picking picking you up from school. Hi. hi um, so there's, 16, there's yeah. that aspect of it. Of you know, I didn't get maybe, that. I maybe get that's... That. I don't think the time frame adds up with that. I think it does. And I... I I wasn't the one who thought of it either. Uh, I, I I always I've, I've I thought it him. was the older the older one where he says when I left you you were the same size. When you remember and she's like no that's I'm not whatever the fucking girl's name I forget her name her sister's name mm-hmm. that's her that she's I thought that he was the older girl's uh, father, but there was clearly something between yeah him there, and the, there, and the, there is there is and it she's she's old enough where he could have been her father. <laughs> He could have fathered her before he went to fight in the Civil War, right? Uh, which explains some of that tension there. The, um, I mean, the, the cinematography, in my opinion, is the best cinematography in any Western. Oh, no. uh, I, I haven't seen, uh, uh, but what was the one? Uh, the Assassination of Jesse James since it came out. So, so I got, I got to watch it again. It also has the best side but, character and look. Look. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor look. looks awesome. Poor look got kicked off, kicked down a hill by her husband. Can I just can I just Mo's tell man. you? I love Mo. Can I just tell you that I started? Uh, so I started when I was like so anti this movie from the jump because of the bad acting. But I, I then started looking up. I didn't like the portrayal of the Native American in this movie, right? And so I was like, I'm gonna look up. The Native American tribe, and I'm gonna—they were Navajos—and uh, and then you start look, and then you start looking up, and that's how I learned about the whole women being abducted, and, and there was like like 47 cases of this. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't exaggerating. Yeah, yeah everybody was a Navajo it, portraying the Comanches except, except for Scar. Scar. Yeah. It was it was a British Jewish guy, wasn't it? Scar and Scar would work with John Ford on more westerns as like the the chief, because okay. he was an actual actor. So, uh, but all the extras were were native, you know, they were Navajo. Navajo. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about the the acting, to me, one of the scenes that always stands out as like defending the acting in this movie um, when. Wayne comes back from searching for um, from the canyon, right? That he's in the canyon, that he's searching for water. He comes back, he's missing his oh, coat. Oh, it's your coat, right? Right? That's uh, a good scene. That was we, good, that was we, good writing. We find, we find out later, right, uh, that the, the boyfriend of the older girl... He's like, oh, she's down there. Um, no, that's not her. That's an yeah, he here. says she's not down there. And he goes, no, 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 I see her. I see her dress. And he goes, that's not her. He goes, but we got to make sure. And he goes, that's a, you know, that's a dead calf or whatever that they've dressed up in the dress. And he goes, how do you know that? He goes, because I found her back in the in the canyon. And he goes, what? He goes, what, what did they? He goes, what? I got to spell it out for you. Like, there's there's yeah. so much, like, today, Junior. There's so much anger. There's so much emotion in 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 that one scene. It's it's fantastic. Not to mention the scene where they come back and the ranch is burning. Mm-hmm. And oh my god! And he goes into the he he goes in with like determination on his face, and then he walks out, and you know what he's just seen. Yeah, and he tells him, and, get the and, fuck out. And then of he here. says, "Don't go in there." Yeah. And of course, Martin goes in there, and he comes out, and I, I, I love this movie. Everything, and then that final shot, yeah, where they're all inside. Debbie, Debbie's been taken into the house, right? Um, Martin is going to marry. Um, I always forget her name, uh, but uh, Louise? The, girl, uh, the girl from Psycho, uh-huh. right? Um, it's Vera, Vera Miles, whatever her character is. I don't think it's Louise. Um, it could be. 
but I, I don't think so. Oh. And uh, and so everyone has gone into the house, right? Symbolizing this Lori. is Lori. Lori, that's so it. Close. You are close, yeah. Lori, Lori Jorgensen. Yeah. You can't even spell it with a Y. He spelled it with a Y. It's not with a Y. <laughs> that guy can barely fucking read, lady. <laughs> Give him a fucking break. Um, and then he's left outside, right, in the wilderness. And then he turns around. He, like, he looks longingly. Like, I wish that this could be my life. <laughs> But I can't like the the wilderness was forged by men like him, men with this prejudice and this racism. They needed that hardened man to to fight the Native Americans to gain this land. Right. Which whether it's right or not, it's what happened. Right. But now I feel like you're giving a speech from a few good men and like, you know, you can't (laughs) can't handle the truth. truth. This country is built by men, defended by men with guns. Who's going to be on that wall? You (laughs) you need me on that wall. You You want me on that wall. Just sit there in your little white uniform. <laughs> I'd rather you just say thank you and move on. But now, now that now that civilization has been more or less established, right? He's got no place here in the West. This isn't the Wild West anymore. Now it's the civilized no, West. No, 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 <laughs> no place for you, Mister Mister Ethan. No home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, uh, everything about this movie to me is is absolutely amazing. This is a movie that uh, I don't often rewatch movies because I like to, um, except Terminator. Uh, well, there, there's a few that I do. Terminator, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, there's there's a few, but this is one that I do rewatch at least once a year. Uh, I just I love the movie so much, and as time has got, this is the first western I ever learned to love. I like the camera thanks to the great like movie the- ride in uh, in MGM Studios in Disney World. Yeah, they had that was one of the scenes they had that the they shot on. Yeah, the, don't you do it? Don't yeah. you do it? Yeah, stand aside, Martin. Uh-huh. You don't, Ethan. Ethan, no, no you don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not bad acting. Well, it is <laughs> when we're doing it. Yeah. No, no, I think you guys hope. I think you guys uh, yeah. put some polish on that. Um, I do like oh, the camera. Martin, I do like the opening shot, the camera shot when they're in in the room in the house, and mm-hmm. they open up the door, and she opens. The wife opens up the door. The sister-in-law opens up the door, and zooms out to that. Like I like. There's a couple technical aspects mm-hmm. that I really did uh, appreciate, but they were they were so few and far between but the opening scene the technical aspects the technical aspects from the camera work from when it goes inside they're inside a room and then they're inside the living room and then the camera's in one shot no I remember the shot and then she opens the door to see what's going on like somebody's coming and then it goes through the door and then pans out into this it widens open it's a very good shot I'm, I'm not confused by what you're saying about the shot, I'm confused. You're saying there's so few technical aspects that you liked. See, because what happened is it starts inside the room, right? And then oh, is that <laughs> it? Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> beginning <laughs> of the movie, in the beginning of the movie, uh, but it ends that way too. The way it ends is from that same shot, mm-hmm. from, but from the other aspect right. where you're talking about Ethan looking into the house. It's the same. It's that same you didn't. You didn't like. Uh, you didn't like the shot where the 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 party is being flanked on either side by by the Comanche and they know that there's going to be an attack and how the placement of like the horizons where the the, the rangers are, are beneath I think it was a fine I think it was a fine shot. I, I don't and, think I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about the camera work I'm the, the the technical aspects I'm saying that one put it above and beyond and go oh shit that's a good like it, it wasn't just like I'm not saying anything negative about the I really don't understand you man I know I know 
I like to just, you know, shuck and jive, man. <laughs> I don't like anybody well, any, trying to don't anyway. try to put a fucking hold on me. You don't know me. <laughs> we didn't land on shitty picks. Shitty picks landed on us. Um, all right, all right. So, yeah, the searchers. That's my searchers. number one. Manny. Finally, we can talk about it, Jeff. Uh, my number one is Tombstone. Excellent. Oh. You know what's exciting about this is that it's going to be on the mountain and near he can't oh, yeah. think about it. I'm fine. I like uh, Tombstone. I think is a. Is you a hit good boring. Movie. You hit the boring. Uh, no, button, but that sir. was bes- that was beside that was because I don't have an un- uh, overrated button. Uh, boring was for the searchers. Oh. Uh, but you're right. Tombstone. There are a lot of things that I love about this movie. Uh, Val Kimmer is. Well, number that, one, that's on the, the performance of his list. life. Yeah. Let him, let him, no, let, no, let Manny go. It's his number one. Val Kilmer was my favorite part in this entire movie. The fact that it's Doc Holliday fighting, what was it? Um, uh, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Yes. I was going to say typhoid, but um, tuberculosis. Something and he's still a, a badass throughout the entire movie. He, he's. I, I told Dave, I said that he might, and I told Neri this, and I think you agreed with me, that he might be my favorite Western character out of all the movies that I've seen, and you would not be wrong. His it's a por- phenomenal. Yeah. His portrayal of Doc Holliday is my favorite thing in all the westerns that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. You know what sucks is when you watch uh, Wired Earp after watching Tombstone. Oh, it's not nearly as good. Forget about not nearly as good. The portrayal <laughs> of Doc Holliday, you go ugh. Oh really? It's no Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> you sir you are no ice yeah. man. Oh, yeah. I've seen I've seen Valkumer. And you sir are no Valkumer. Like it was fucking that. Yeah, um but it, it he's so great. He's fantastic. But yeah, go on go with go on. I mean <clears throat> that line the I'm your Huckleberry. Oh so good. Like literally so good that I have a patch of it that I wear on my gear. <laughs> I love it. Like, it's great. Um it's by far most rewatched favorite western movie that i've ever seen saw it when i was a kid continue to watch it to this day that the entire movie from start to end great great i i put it on my mountain that's one of the movies that i rewatched so many times and like doc holiday he he has all the best lines in that movie mm-hmm. i mean Yes, you know, like White Earp has the hell I'm coming and hell's coming oh, with that's me. That's a great one. You know, and that montage. You of tell them, them that I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, but but Doc has all just these lines throughout, like the interaction with the better John. John wh- that's who played White Earp. Oh, really? Who played Doc in in yeah. White Earp is Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid, who's a fine actor. Yeah, yeah. But you're just like you, sir. Are no Val Kilmer. Just but yeah. But, sorry, go ahead. but no, but Val Kilmer has these these amazing lines, and he has. Uh, he has something for every moment and and w- we were talking about this how doc holiday is probably one of the most loyal and faithful people in any of the westerns that i've seen also i think besides the mexican girl in in uh high noon but the but he's, fact he's that, defined by his loyalty right he he's he's there nobody asked him he uh, just we just talked about this chicken the searchers right which one look Oh look, that's true. Look at you're right. Look as loyal as fuck. That's right. You're right. Well, no, she went. Yeah, she went back to the Comanche. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, he's even on his deathbed, he was giving Wyatt Wyatt advice to be happy. He's like, live your life. He's like, you keep coming here. Stop coming here. Go find that theater girl who's stunning. Um, go find her. Yeah. What a dirtbag, Wyatt Earp, huh? Fucking cheating on his wife and shit while she was sick. What while she was. Well, is, is that what we call it when you're when you're an opium addict? I mean, you know, <laughs> so sick. That is sickness. But that was. She didn't even hide that shit. She was just like. 
everywhere yeah. she went. Yeah, when you're on opium, you don't really hide <laughs> shit no more. It's not it's not really a classy drug. Yeah. It's not really like, ah, I do, you know, I, I just uh, I do a little sniff here and there. No, you're on fucking opium. But um, I, I, besides Doc Holliday, um, I loved Kurt Russell's portrayal of Wyatt Earp. I mean, Sam Sam Elliott is also, he's born to be a fucking cowboy. That role, right? I mean, he was that was born made for, for fucking. fucking I mean, he was Virgil, on. like he was fucking Virgil. Um, Johnny Ringo in this one is my. That's my Johnny Ringo. Like I, I love. You know, him. he's not Johnny Ringo in this movie, right? No, I know it's because it's Jimmy <laughs> Curly, Ringo. Curly something. No, he's Ringo. They no, call it's Curly. Um, they call him Ringo. Like the whole movie, uh, why uh, Doc calls him Ringo? He even says, "Why Johnny Ringo." So I don't know. They I think he they called him Johnny Ringo. Um, but either way, while you're talking to that, Curly Bill Brookus, Brocious. Are you really? Uh, Johnny Ringo is uh, Michael Bean. Yeah, oh, who, I, I, I was Kyle Reese. Right, but I was thinking the other guy. No. I was thinking the guy in the red. To me, that's oh the bad guy. no no to yeah me, he's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but no but but Johnny remember because Johnny Ringo's the one that ends up being the. The big baddie at the end he's the one that's gonna have the face off with Wyatt yeah, yeah, which yeah. is where again with the loyalty that that Doc realizes you're outgunned against this guy I'm not I'm gonna come and step in without telling you anything and and because even that, sick it, how hard is that to accept as a fucking dude huh that guy with tuberculosis is better than me like <laughs> how far, like, the guy that's but, dying of tuberculosis not even just tuberculosis he's dying of it but Johnny Ringo knew that a fucking dentist and a, yeah yeah <laughs> a fucking dentist at the end of the day <laughs> but Johnny Ringo knew that because even when he he goes oh we have un- unfinished business and he's like I was teasing he goes I wasn't yeah like Johnny Ringo knew even sick as fuck this guy was gonna mop the floor with him yeah. and in all those movies we saw and Dave can attest to this that Dave has now returned they 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 painstakingly because he mentioned this to me uh, tried to recreate the OK Corral shootout. To me, the craziness and the 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 what really goes on in a shootout was best portrayed in this versus any of the other movies I saw. That is a hundred percent accurate. The crazy, I haven't seen a lot of OK Corral. There's a lot. Well, no, I'm it. saying in general the gunfights because most of the gunfights are are are. I'm trying to think of the term like there there. It's the oh, I'm popping my head out and shooting. I'm popping. No, this one it was just the bloodbath Ooh. of. We're did just. You, did you watch Open Range? No. Oh. Well, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. With uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Costner oh, yeah. and... and um, well, he just went up to the guy and shot him in the fucking face? Well, yeah, but that's... That's fucking... But I'm talking no, about... I know, I know what you mean. I, know, yeah. I just like... I, I, I like the fact that he's like, look, I'm gonna... Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> there, was, there was so much researching that went into this movie. And we've, we've talked a lot about how a film doesn't necessarily need to be historically accurate. Right. For you know, a, a film's purpose is primarily... Entertain. To entertain you. But... If you go that extra step and ensure like like some some modicum of of historical accuracy when portraying a historical event, also it also helps that the historical event is actually entertaining, right? Right, right, right. right. So um, the but, signing of the Magna Carta isn't something. Right. That <laughs> they, but if you research it, I mean, if you look at the, they use the same exact fountain pen. <laughs> they use the same feather with the same kind of ink. Uh, yeah, so okay. they uh, they went. And and found uh, newspaper articles from the day of the shootout, where multiple people were talking about it and how long it lasted, who shot first, because whenever these things happened, everyone fled the streets into wherever they could and then looked out the window. By the way, Guido saw first. <laughs> <laughs> so they 
the shootout normally in these these older westerns that were portraying the shootout at the OK Corral were these long five minute you know ten minute shootouts where you know the the Earps always ended up being you know the the heroes of this thing and the fact of the matter is that they were told on the way to the OK Corral that they were unarmed and you see this in the movie right. where, where you know uh, this one guy he's like oh they're unarmed I I, I just uh, I just asked them and they, they don't have their guns so if that's the case why are these why are the Earps going down to the OK Corral in the first place well, now obviously they were not unarmed right right well, uh, to quote somebody I knew about an hour ago, where they're bad guys and have done bad things before, then you fucking know it's not really a leap of faith to know that. Well, it, right. That's but, why. That's why they still went with guns to but, the OK Corral. But they. But they had. But they did they not? Put, did they not spell it out so you couldn't follow it? They no, had. I, I <laughs> they they had bad that's too blood. Much interpretation. And ultimately, <laughs> what what they went down there to do was what, they went down there to to you know settle things, right. you know. And so it it paints the herbs in the light in which they probably were in the first place, which is in a gray area. They were not. Well, why it didn't want to do anything in the movie? Why it was like you guys are fucking uh, idiots. Why wanted are you to do that dancer? Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I to fucking do. But and, and then and then it's over in a minute, right? You know, and and that's that's the way the actual shootout at the OK Corral was. And no other movie about the Earps or Doc Holliday goes beyond the, the shootout okay at the OK Corral. Right. All right, this goes into the the Wyatt Earp Vendetta ride, right? Which is just as good as all the stuff that comes before it. I will agree, the first half of the movie is better than the second. Yes, but yeah. Uh, but that's something that you just did not see before that movie. I think that's my main issue with the movie. And again, I don't dislike the movie for the fucking listener. I don't dislike the movie. <laughs> I like the fucking movie. Uh, I do think it's uh, overrated. Uh, but I do. that's not saying that the movie's bad or I don't like it. I'm just... I, I think It's held to a higher standard I, than what you think it I, should I, be. It really is. And I think the first half of that movie is fucking on the money. The first half of that movie is uh, a, a masterpiece. I think the second half of the movie becomes kind of like a 90s movie almost like it becomes it goes from being this i don't know i don't i didn't like the montage i didn't i didn't like the way it was shot at least um but uh yeah i agree the first half of the movie is very different i, I can it's very much like what i say about uh back to the future part two how the first half of that movie is very different than the second half of that movie right well part of it takes place in the fi- uh, 1950s right and the other part takes place in the 1850s but the tone of it i mean I'm just oh yeah, the yeah, tone, yeah 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 no no to- tones were totally different the, the, in you know the 1800s versus 1900s and the thing is i can i can see <laughs> <laughs> you know there's a listener going like what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about i i can see where folks may where you can get that 90s because the the movie is filled with a lot of those one-liners, those the the trope, you know. Because even we we I talked to you about it that one of my favorite scenes with Wyatt is when he walks into the to the fucking saloon for the first time, goes up to Billy Bob Thornton, starts slapping the shit out of him, right. and he's like, "What? You're just gonna stand there and bleed?" Like it's those like fucking lines <laughs> Sorry, that are yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite scenes with Doc is the beginning when he has the fucking cup and he's doing all those fancy. Oh yeah, like, fucking like that to me is so fucking yeah. good because they build that tension. We're like, "Oh shit, shit's about to go down," and he starts fucking playing with this little tin cup, and I thought. That's fucking. I mean, it's yeah. so good. It's really good. It's. I. 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 I mean. I. I. I'll tell you. I. I, I will watch this movie more times oh, after yeah. this. Like I. I really enjoy watching the film and, like you said, like I said, Doc Holiday. Like all the Funkos came out. I have all the ones except I need. Walmart has 
Walmart has a Doc Holiday and Target has a Doc Holiday. I'm getting because they they have the OK Corral with the two guns uh-huh. after he uses the shotgun, and a lot of the lines. So Val Kilmer improvised a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of lines that were actually from historical. Right. Um, information like the line that he says at the end when the guy's like, "I got you, Doc, you son of a bitch!" Like, and he goes, "I, I you'd be a daisy if you do." Apparently, yeah. he actually yeah. said that in uh-huh. the OK Corral. That'll be a day. <laughs> well, it's it. They they got. Huh? Uh, huh? Did you get it? Did you get that catchphrase that we fucking put in the movie fourteen times? Did you guys catch it? <laughs> <laughs> they uh they even got the stamp of approval from the Earp family, Wyatt Earp's grandson, his fifth cousin. Oh, I is that it? Was, it? Yeah. Okay, was uh, was one of the actors in the movie? Yeah, was and, something and, and like provided like family documents and all that stuff to to help in the process of researching this movie. Yeah. Jason Priestley? No, oh. it was not Jason. <laughs> bro, the cast of the people <laughs> that are in this, bro. <laughs> Billy Zane. My yeah, man. Billy Zane. That that it it the cast. When you look at it, you're like, holy shit. Um, what's his name? Um, from <sighs> the bad guy from Avatar. Steven, oh yes, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Yeah. Lang was one of the guys in the OK he's, Corral. He's one, one of the, the Cowboys. Yeah, he's, or yeah, yeah, Cowboys. That was it. Like, there's a, there's a, there's. It's. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed. I really, really. I thought it was it. real fashion forward of them to be like, we're gonna be wearing a red sash, <laughs> and that's how you can tell who we are. Because well, the red sash, and I'll tell you, hey, I'm here. <laughs> well, that, I'm gonna kill you. Pow, 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 pow. Bang, bang. Pew, that, pew. That opening scene kind of tells you everything. <laughs> oh, you need at, to the, know tr- at the, about the wedding. The, yeah, shooting a fucking priest, right? Which Johnny Ringo did. Yeah, Johnny Ringo did that. Like yeah. he was the one that shot the priest. They didn't. Nobody else shot the priest. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, "What? <laughs> Shut the fuck up." But um, one quick thing before we move on. Um, I want to say this about the girl who was the actress. It was very forward. I mean, I know this movie was taking place in the '90s, but or the when when, the when or filmed in the, filmed in the '90s. I mean, yeah. Um, she tells Wyatt, she's like, "I'm I'm not trying. I'm not trying to settle down. I'm not trying to this. I want to live my life and enjoy my life and go and do fun and do this. And if that people have a bad impression of me, I don't give a fuck." Mm-hmm. And that's not really for the for characters historically that you see, except for obviously the again I go back to the Mexican girl in High Noon. You so good. You don't see that in in. Also, in she was like twenty five, so she was well past middle age at that point. <laughs> yes, true. She, she had six years to live, so but, at that point, just enjoy the six years you got left, honey. But Manny, I'm glad you had this on your mind because yeah, I'm man. I'm so happy you made it because I love this movie. All right. Uh, my number one is Master and Commander. Uh, I th- <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, none of you flinched. Which good. you guys are dicks. You she, know? She's beautiful. Or was? Do we know how she aged? Well, he just showed me a picture. This is the the girl who played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think she's married to Ron Perlman because there's pictures of her th- with Ron I Perlman. I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so my... Uh, she voiced Lois Lane in the uh, Superman animated series. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And Batman, Mass of the Phantasm. She was okay. in it. Mm. Okay. Phantasm. That's a funny word. Phantasm. Anyways, uh, my number one uh, is not Master Commander, as that joke did not not land. Uh, my number one is uh, uh, Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, How, what? I didn't see that coming. <laughs> uh, I I love everything about this movie. The acting, the story behind the movie is pretty crazy. How it was passed on from like, um, it was actually 
the, the rights to the movie were owned. I forget who was it that owned the, the movie, and I just read it a, a couple of days ago. But it was another big actor who owned the, the rights to the movie of uh, since like the '60s, and it just never got made. And then when it got dropped in the I think '79 or '80, then Clint Eastwood picked it up. Uh, his longtime collaborator, uh, uh, screen uh, co- collaborator, um, it was an older lady. She was in her seventies at the time. Read the script for this, and it was called, I think it was called like the Whores and something. I forgot what it was called, but it was something with mm-hmm. the name Whores in the title. Hated it. Said don't uh, don't do this movie. It's a huge. It's fucking awful. It's shit. Don't even read the script. And he did it for a long time. And then when he read the script, didn't realize that it was the same script that she was talking about. Loved it. And uh, very few things were changed from the. Re- uh, there was a lot of actors d- during the filming were surprised. They said this is the movie that they weren't constant re- retakes or rewrites. Once the script was given to them, it was all one color. And then, and in the industry, when you have a different, when you come in and you go, okay, tomorrow we're gonna do scenes forty five and forty six. You get there and they're different color page. Oh, you got new pages because they were there was a rewrite, there was a change, and there was very little, if any, uh, rewrites and changes. Uh, it was filmed um, in in order of the movie, which very oh, rarely, very rarely happens. Uh, another movie that was done like that was. Uh, Dances with Wolves, where it was shot mm-hmm. in sequence, that except one for know. one, one, one shot that was out of sequence. But anyways, uh, so there was a lot of good things about this, like a lot of things that, like when somebody tells you don't do this movie, and then you go, okay, I'm gonna fucking do it anyways. He waited uh, like six years to uh, actually make the movie, Clint Eastwood, because he wanted to play the lead character, and he wasn't, he didn't feel like he was old enough yet to play the lead character. And then when he six years passed by, then he was like, all right, I could do it now. I could, I could play. I guess this older guy or whatever, but mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Talk about redemption. Talk about hating. You yeah. know, we talked about the, the, the gunfighter, and I, you, he didn't. You know, he he was a bad motherfucker, dude. He was yeah. a bad man, dude. Both bad as in like he was exceptional talent at killing people, but he was a fucking nut. He was a immoral man. He killed women and children. And he says it at the he end. He says goes, it. That's right. I yeah. killed women. I've, I've killed, killed children. children. Yeah. I've killed everything that moved at one point or another yeah. in my life. And I've done uh, and I've done a lot worse. And he's just so fucking like. But he was repentant of because he met his then deceased wife. Right. Like he, she, he didn't drink for the 11, 12 years that 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 she had that he had been with that since he had married her. Uh, it was really fucking well done. Like I, I thought it was just, uh, you know. Showing him how he aged, he couldn't shoot right, and he couldn't shoot straight. He couldn't anymore. get on his horse. Yeah. He could, yeah. The horse was a dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just everything about this movie uh, plays to the the strengths of the movies. It stood on the shoulders of the movies that came before it. Yeah. And I only I could only say that now, thanks to this episode that I've re, that I've watched a lot of these movies. This takes a lot from the shooters. It takes a lot from the gunslinger. Where you know. He's like he doesn't want it. He does. He has all this. He's this infamy, and like people are. You know, this kid is asking him, "Hey, there was two guys, and and you know, and and they had guns pointed. They had you dead to rights, and all this stuff there." Which, ironically, later on, um, uh, Morgan Freeman goes, "Wasn't there three guys?" And he goes, "Yeah, whatever." And like he just doesn't. <laughs> but here's the ironic part: is in the movie Outlaw Josie Wales, there's a scene where there's three guys that have him the, dead to rights. That it was soldiers, first. Yeah. That it was actually two guys, and then there was a third guy in the bush that. He he didn't even know about and had him dead to rights which is, is fucking funny you're like gonna that. sit there whistling Dixie yeah. or you're gonna draw oh so good it's a man. good scene it's yeah. a good scene man <laughs> uh, I, I Clint Usu to me is my uh, John Wayne like he mm-hmm. is what I defi- 
identifying as the the western um not because of the sheer number of movies of westerns that he's that he's done but because all the westerns that i've seen of his were i find all really fucking good well here's the thing is that he didn't make nearly as many westerns as people think he did he made but a lot, yeah, though. He but didn't. No, no, he didn't do he that re- many at he all. He really didn't. He made Allow, Georgie Wales, Pale Rider, mm-hmm. uh, Unforgiven. Those are the three that I, that are off the top of my head. Then and he then had, the, right, trilogy. Then he the trilogy. The three of the trilogy. That's six. Right there, that's already a lot. Like you're, That's already six films you're making. Like, that's already a okay, lot. Okay, but... John Wayne's like at 19, isn't John, he, or something no, like that? John Wayne... Like, he, John Wayne made, I think, like 150 movies in his lifetime, and like 90 of them were and westerns. Then the other 60 okay. were army war, movies. There were yeah. war movies, yeah. <laughs> but here's He's the thing. And then there was... That one movie we those, saw today, the the one in Africa, that it looks oh, like Atari, Ernest goes yeah. to Africa, uh, and then and then he but, and then the other one he did Birdcage. It was, it was <laughs> <laughs> here, is that not here, right? No, with with, with, the, with, with like the ten I westerns, he walked that way with with like the ten westerns or maybe even less that Clint Eastwood made. He's still so synonymous yeah, with the genre, so like he he redefined what it is to be. A cowboy. But I'm surprised you didn't watch High Plains Drifter then. I did it. That that's up there with my favorite. Really good. I I, it starts off a little rocky, but man, by the time you yeah, by the time you figure out what's going on. But I like what I like about uh, the movies that I've seen of it that the characters aren't really the same, and he may play them similarly in the you know quiet brooding whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck. That's just his. But the characters aren't the same. Their backstories aren't aren't the same. You know. Uh, and the all law Josie Wales, he's a regular farmer and he's happy to be a farmer. And then he gets there's a posse that comes and guns down his family for no fucking good reason and burns down his yard. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes an outlaw. Like he doesn't know. I'm sorry. That, yeah, outlaw Josie Wales. Like so, I just love the way he's and, and I think every role he's he speaks very highly of the genre. Mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood, even recently uh, as of 2010, he has said it's the only genre that I will keep going back. He's like it, there, you could just unearth so many good things from as an actor from that from that genre. Yeah. Right? The, so it's fantastic. Well, I mean, a, lo- the, a lot of the stuff that he's made since Unforgiven isn't technically a western, but you look at Gran Torino and fuck if that's not a western. Very similar, yeah, man. Yeah, Very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, apparently, any revenge movie, yeah, any revenge mule. movies are western. Gladiator, <laughs> my favorite western of all time. It, I mean, uh, they, oh wow, they came and they killed his family, and then he's you know, but that's fi- not necessarily a western, and becomes an outlaw because they arrest him and put him into the. I think you're reaching. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, but it's, it's basically you're, you're, you're reaching like me trying to reach the fucking peanut butter on the top shelf, man. I guess, I guess when it when shelf. it when it fits <laughs> when it, or the bottom when shelf. it fits the narrative <laughs> that people are trying to do, it works. I but, guess because but, you know, it's like, exactly the same thing that he just said that somebody came and killed his family and then. He no, but he was a farmer. He, this guy was a soldier. You're not the. Uh, wasn't Maximus a farmer also too? At some point, wasn't he well, a no, farmer? He wanted to be a farmer. He wished he could get back him? to. He wanted to stop the soldier life and be a farmer. It's definitely not. It's a But anyways, it doesn't matter. I'm fucking. We're taking <laughs> but, this joke okay, so and we're derailing this whole situation. So, uh, the one thing I don't like about Unforgiven is the one thing that you you like, which is I said. That's why I said I'd wait to, to mention it. Is I didn't need that whole text at the end. Of Unforgiven, yeah, you know, I it just seemed, needed, it seems out of place with the. Movie. It seemed completely. It, it opened up with the text in the beginning. Okay, but so did a lot of the other westerns that they didn't end with text. Uh, but you don't just because the other movies don't do it doesn't. No, mean, you're right. If the other movies jump off a cliff. Are you gonna jump off a cliff? No, like, it doesn't, <laughs> no. You don't need to go but, that route. But but cinematically, I I don't need that writing. Like you, 
they could have literally just shown that same shot of him under the tree yeah. and then him disappear right. like they did and it would have been perfectly fine without I, the I dialogue. Think I think I it would have been even more effective yeah, than I, with the lines. I will say that uh, I think that it would have been fine without the text. I, I didn't need the text, uh, but I was okay with it either way. But again, it I guess it's it all, like what you just said, it fits if it fits the narrative. I have very often criticized directors who tell me and don't show me. Like, I don't like, for the most part, there's a, a scene in Scarface, my friends make fun of me, because I, I give this as, I gave this one time as an example, and he kept, he keeps, like, out of context, it sounds ridiculous, it's like, you think Scarface is a bad movie because they put, you know, two years later or whatever, I'm like, yeah, you don't need to show me that, you don't need to tell me that, show me that, right. like, just fucking, just, you know what I mean, like, I'm fine, I don't, right. like, when you're doing a montage, you don't need to fucking put, like, Five minutes ago, I got you know it's one of those things. So it, when it fits the narrative of right. your argument, I, I get it. I, and you're right. I don't. I didn't need that. It's not like I was watching the movie. Like what happened to? The, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, but where did they go? What's going on? To be honest with you, if I'm being completely honest with you, I would have. I would have rather that writing, but talking about what happened with the town. Did the town go after him afterwards? Right. Did they fucking listen? Mm-hmm. Did the whores not get punished? Because he said that he was like, and I don't want to hear about no whores being being mistreated either. Oh, I'll come back and kill Soon you. after, but that, but, all the whores were slapped. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what I didn't like about that: is that when he when he said I'll, or he said he said or I'll come back and kill you, he said that really low. And I always think about that scene where I'm like, ah, what? What do you say? What is it? What is it like that fucking scene in Shazam? Where he's like, ah, we're like a mile away. Yeah. I can't. There's a lot of noise. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> and that um, that's the the whole thing from the moment that he kills little bill walking out where he's threatening everyone to me always reminds me of the 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 key and peel skit with the and i said i said bitch like he's like are people buying that i'm really gonna be able to shoot them dead like i probably don't have any bullets left yeah (laughs) i came in with a shotgun and nobody better come out here or i'll 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 kill you and i'll kill your wives and your kids and i'll burn your houses (laughs) (laughs) he's just like spitting shit out like what else can i fucking fucking decapitate your horses you better (laughs) not yeah piss on your fucking flowers i'm like what else do you fuck your sheep wait that's too far too far too far (laughs) a pig fucker Uh, no but i i agree so that i agree with you in the in the sense of the text was unnecessary and on top of that if you're gonna have text i will go so further and say like give me a text about what happened to the town did they go after him did they go i don't give like yeah it's or did or did they like rejoice that little bill's dead like he's not a good person right (laughs) the the people were okay with him but were they okay with him because he was just i my other issue with the movie is i wish english bob would have come back and done had some involvement Mm. in that final Scene. Why do you have to bend English Bob's gun? Why you gotta be a dick like that? What? You could have like, just given it, it like to the driver. Tune, it was like a Looney Tunes gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you could have just, just given it to the driver and be like, don't give it to him until you reach the fucking city limits. Like, eh, the yeah. fuck? You gotta be a dick about it. <laughs> bend his gun, asshole. What See, because that's. And my... he gave you two guns. Where's the other gun, little Bill? Where the fuck is the other gun? <laughs> that's another little bitch. problem, kind of problem I have is that they kind of built up this English Bob character a lot in and, that and first half nothing. of the movie and then did nothing with him. But I love that. Because it, it it spoke to what we've been talking about the gunslinging, we've been talking about the shooters, we've been talking about how the West makes legends out of these people, and it's like no, that's not the way it happened. And the description and the and the whole story in the jail cell where he's telling his biography, biographer, he this is not what happened. Oh yeah, but he he didn't carry two guns. That's all bullshit. He's like oh, but they called him two guns. P. He's like that's because he had a huge dick. Like it was <laughs> like I love the fact that English Bob, the fucking the the imagery of English Bob was all. Sc- 
shattered because by the truth. It's like, dude, that, he wasn't. Well, what the it truth? Was, that's what what you as ballad of Lefty Brown does really well too. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah like, that's true. I, I love when these westerns show you the Wild West wasn't even the Wild West. Like right. it's all bullshit. You really need to watch the man who shot Liberty Valley. All right, all right, take it easy. Uh, <laughs> but I love how they do that. They do that in Young Guns too. When, when you watch Young Guns, Young Guns as well. The, the first when you watch Young Guns and they're showing, they literally put in the movie Young Guns. They put a pic. They say they, Billy they put, the Kid, and they put the picture of Charlie Sheen. Of Charlie Sheen. Who <laughs> fucking didn't play, uh, you know, uh, Billy the Kid? And I fucking lo- and they talk about all oh, the papers don't know shit. Yeah, the papers kept saying I all the love, different stuff. Oh, uh, I love that when it tells us the viewers in nineteen no sé qué, in two thousand no sé qué, the Wild West wasn't even a Wild West. It's right. a lot of bullshit. I can see this that, is, uh, and I love that about. It. I love the fact that they built this guy up. I too was like, this motherfucker is gonna be a beast. He's gonna be English Bob is here to you know, and it's all fucking. It's, it's it, all bullshit. It's all bullshit, and if it's not it's not all bullshit, but it's a lot of bullshit. And right. when in the beginning, when he goes, maybe this guy's English Bob, and maybe he's trying to pick a fight so he could some so he could shoot some American guys down, and that fucking fear, just that right there, their body language changed completely. Right, and I love, I just love because it's it goes to show you like the stories build up. A, a shit situation that's unreal. Right. And I think it's fucking great, and I love the way uh, Little Bill fucking just ripped that fucking story to shreds. He's yeah, like, this guy, he's like he was. That's a great fucking. That whole thing that was in the shootest when he was like, just because you and I are our marks aren't very different, it was further expanded on in Unforgiven when he was like, it's not the quickest guy. It's the guy who won't buckle under pressure. Right. It's the guy who will sit there and shoot. Most guys run. Because look at Morgan Freeman, what yeah. he did. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, most guys run, but it's when you stand there under pressure and you take off and, you, and you're willing to reload and you're willing, that's the fucking guy who's going to win. It's not the quickest guy. And that's what happened at the end. Yeah. It wasn't that he's, he, he's asking me, he's like, how did you know who to shoot first? And he goes, yeah, it was luck, plain yeah. luck. He goes, I've, I've been lucky in that sense. He goes, but... And he did. He shot Little Bill first. He that was the yeah. first to go down. No, like, no, he what? shot the bartender first. He shot oh, the bartender, yeah, but yeah. then he shot Little Bill. Yeah, he was. Why, why'd you shoot Little Bill first? Was he the biggest threat? He's like, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know. But I love that that whole explanation that Little Bill gave in the jail cell about who wins a gunfight most of the time is exactly what fucking happened at the end. Like yeah. that's who won the gunfight. He killed five people. Yeah. Like it was, he's, I'm not taking anything away from him. He was still a badass, but at the end of the day, there was fucking thirty of them. If the other twenty five would have stayed there, they they would have fucking gone right. down. But they didn't, because exactly what little Bill said. Anyways, we're going long on this episode, but it's our first episode back, so this is our, us getting out. The but we also we also do care a lot about this topic. Yeah. It was it was great. There was a lot of depth to it. We could do a part two to this. And I mean, <laughs> I think the mountain's easy enough if you guys want it, because Manny had Tombstone. I had the shootest. Why don't we just do I number one? I had the shootest as well. So the shootest is on there and Tombstone's on there. Yeah, because the shootest is, is on there three times. So, but that's so everybody's right? number one. one of us had shootest. You had yeah. the shootest, or you had? No, he had shootest. Did you have shootest? Yeah. All right. So everybody's number one. Okay. Uh, because Tombstone is Manny's number one, and that's a duplicate. Shootest is my number one, and that's a duplicate. So then add uh, Unforgiven and the Searchers. <sighs> <laughs> So we have Tombstone, Shootist, yeah. uh, Unforgiven, and Sicario. That's what I heard. <laughs> no, you said John. The, Mark. the Searchers. <laughs> and all right, Searchers, which is still trying to search for, uh, still trying to find good acting. Um, uh, that's the <laughs> that was funny. Uh, we uh, again, sorry we went long, Mama. We, this is again uh, a, 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 
we became Jeff and I became Western lovers. Uh, I became I started uh, uh, realizing that I was a Western lover about a year ago, but with the immense amount of uh, research that I've done, I just uh, you know I'm that much more uh, a fan of the of the genre. So I was uh, I was already a lover, but this has multiplied my my love immensely ballad ballad of, of lefty brown to me is uh one that uh i know it didn't make my mind to, but it was only because i wanted to put an old movie in there because mm-hmm. if not every movie would have been from this from the last 10 two decades <laughs> and i wanted to change it up but uh manny thank you for checking for helping us out man appreciate Absolutely. you thank, thank you thank you man uh check uh check out make sure you check out uh jeff are you doing the, you're doing the uh, the other podcast the, the quit or die uh, we we're trying to schedule for the next um, the next episode. Okay. Um, we don't have it set yet, but they're they're releasing well, the Brunchons and Dragons, and they're releasing current episodes of that Critter Die. Hoping to have an episode done in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, scheduling has been really tough. And yeah. Again, to the listeners, I apologize. Thank you for staying this long, and thank you for coming back. Because it's been a couple of months since we uh, released an episode, but scheduling is very difficult. Uh, especially the holidays came and went, and uh, but uh, thank you for checking us out. Uh, check out my uh, other part, the other podcast on the Geek Bro Network, uh, including the What's Up Bro, which also released new episodes, uh, and Comedy Fitness, and uh, Zeros on Hero, and uh, and better let me tell you. So make sure you guys check that out, uh, geekbro.net. Also check out the uh, my comedy at nariscience.com or whatwashisname.com. If you're on Instagram, do me a favor, go to whatwashisname.com. Click on the social links and go to my Instagram. I'm trying to grow my Instagram followers. So, uh, so thank you very much for checking us out. Uh, that's how lists are made. Bang, bang. That'll be the day. Yeehaw!